Listen up. It's TLDL. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back. To, to TLD motherfucking L. Too long. Motherfucking didn't listen. We are back today. Girl, it's been a week. Yeah, and a half. it's been like the worst week and it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. And I got my coffee here dehydrating. I've got my coffee too. Yeah, this sucks. So we're actually recording a day later. So despite the fact that our um, episodes have come out on the wrong day every week since we started, we actually do record on the like same day every week. But um, the technical side, we're getting used to. Yeah. But and now we have been, a structured thing. So we're, yeah, we're, we're so there. structured. But no, this week, um, the... I, I mean, I don't want to call it another mass shooting, like the massacre of 19 children and 21 people altogether um, took place earlier this week. And then when I first heard the news for me, I kind of was like, I don't I don't even want to read this until everything is um, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the news comes out, I, I don't actually like to watch it as it's breaking. I think the anxiety it causes is really. It is very. Uh, I don't know. It's really hard on me. For me, too. You got a little mad because I had no idea what was going on. No, I know. And I just, I mean. Not mad in a, not in a bad way. Not like, just like yeah. frustrated I had to it, it, tell you about it. And relive going through it again. And I was like, sorry, I don't really know what's going on. You're like, you should educate yourself eventually. Well, <laughs> I, like, I said that because he said he didn't really know who Ted Cruz was, which is now he is such a huge player in what happened this week. And then. Just so much in politics. Totally, yes. Because if you look at our reels, we talk about Ted Cruz, and I was like, Ted Cruz, I know who he is, but who is he? And you were like, like, dude, I'm not going to get into it. I was like, oh, shit. I know, I know, you guys, the, the like, inner me who, I just, I don't know, I just become, like, a different person. Every time these tragedies happen, I feel yes, like I'm totally. pretty baseline. I, I do care about these issues. I, I get all the, like, emails and uh all the subscriptions to signing pledges and whatnot all the time. So it's not like I'm not always looking at this stuff, which I know you're not, you're kind of never looking at mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. And for me, like gun reform, I get texts about it every day. Oh really? Yeah. Like, so I just feel like when this stuff happens, it hits me super hard. And then I'm just, I turn into this little radicalized, um, totally. social justice warrior for the day. For sure. And I, nothing wrong with it. And like, I guess a little background is like kind of what I was talking about last episode. Check that episode out. Um, I grew up in a bubble and we kind of just assumed everything that was happening outside of it is just crazy world stuff. And we just never really connected to it, which is why I don't ever look at it. It's just the way I, I'm programmed. And what I, I said to, to Alex questions. yesterday yeah. was just like, I think it's time. Yes. Like, I think it's time that you kind of get involved and just take a deeper look because there's so many implications on our day-to-day -day relationships and um, our society as a whole, but also like your identity as a gay man right now is really being threatened. So um, not that you should only care about politics, obviously for yourself, yeah, but yeah, yeah, for sure. it, it is like affecting you mm -hmm. and your community. But anyway, the, yeah, we, I just saw the news and then I kind of looked away and then when all the details were coming out, the day after we were supposed to record and I was just, I just, I don't know if it's cause I'm a mom or just cause I'm a human because I, I think 
I don't ever want to say someone who's childless doesn't feel the same amount of grief um, as someone who has a parent when a tragedy happens to a child, but I take it heavier now. So in my perspective, the way I have taken this is just um, so much more heavily and just imagining what the parents are going through. Like, I just... I'm having a really hard time as a mom processing. For sure. I think there's something to that. Honestly, I've been this last two years, I've been like friends with a lot of new moms mm -hmm. with moms that like just were pregnant and then gave birth. And there is something super powerful yeah. about giving birth to a child, seeing it, C-section or just, you know, regular mm -hmm. vagina baby. Is that the biblical <laughs> term? <laughs> just kidding. What is it called? A vaginal uh, delivery? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But seeing it come out, having little legs to start walking around, seeing it move around. There's a connection to humanity that I think that mothers um, just there's it, you can't replicate that. It's like animalistic. No, yes. it's interesting. And then with children, moms have just such an attachment to any child. You could see, you know, that's what know, it is. I yeah. feel it like in my soul. And I know, you know, so I was adopted and I wasn't even adopted until I was six, but my mom was crazy. Like my mom's worst fear was anything happening to me, anything that would make my life slightly uncomfortable at all was her worst fear, let alone losing me would be unimaginable for her. She, I do believe like my mom was the kind of parent that was so attached to me. I was an only child. It was, she was a single parent, you know, they co-parented mm -hmm. my dad and her. And I think she would have died if I had died. I think she would have died of a broken heart. Like that's for sure. What yeah, kind yeah. of mom my mom was, and she did die young anyway. Um, but, you know, I was adopted, but I think that process for the years of her wanting to adopt or have a child, then getting one, I, I think that bringing a child into your life and taking on the role of mother the day you decide, you know, I actually did ask my mom, like, will you be my mommy when she was my caseworker? I have been conning people into taking me in <laughs> since I was three. I was like, bitch, I need a home. <laughs> Get You're me like, out. You said the same thing to me. You're like, bitch, I need a podcast. I need a podcast. <laughs> I told Amy, I need to be a wedding planner. I have no experience. <laughs> Take me. But yeah, I was like, so when she committed to that, that, um, full maternal bond was immediate birth or no birth. And I, yeah. and I do want to say that. So I had Ezra and we had a C-section, um, but my mom adopted me and that love that she had for me is so, was so powerful and is so powerful. It transcends everything. And just as the news of, with the shooting and the massacre came out, um, I had obviously a lot of like angry reactions because of politicians and the police officers at the scene, Morse coming out today about that, but they, uh, they like shot at the guy and couldn't even get him. And then they ran in to the school, the police officers and got their own children out and didn't evacuate the rest of the school. And then this is in the same state that Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz are, you know, pro pro life, AKA pro anti-abortion. And then, um, yeah, they just are the biggest donators and recipients of the NRA. So it's, it's a lot. So I was angry. And then I was devastatingly sad. Yes. So it's a split process. So I, I was guess. like, girl, let's reschedule for tomorrow. Yeah, it was we Alex's got, idea after hearing yeah, my voice, I think. Totally. Yes. And then um, at our local coffee shop, um, people were like, after you had left, they're like, is anything wrong? Is something wrong with Chloe? I was like, yeah, bro. Did oh, you? Oh, I, I think I know. Who, I think the one who probably asked didn't. I don't a think couple. we talked. Yes. Well, I had told everyone else, yeah. but like I talked to uh, the owner of the coffee shop and she was fuming. I yeah. mean, she was undeniably upset. She, I've never seen her act so um, 
I don't even know what the word is, just on edge. And just, she just kind of ran out of the coffee shop and not like she was, she was already on her way out, but it was just her energy. She looked at me. I said, I can't do this. And she was just like me neither. And she just kind of walked out and yeah, no, I'm not okay. No mom is okay. No person with any sort of conscience or desire for a safe world. I don't want to keep my kid at home for the rest of his fucking life. Like I want to let him explore, but But this is the world. Yeah. Fucking cost. (sighs) And it's not parents fault for having kids. That's an argument. I'm tired of hearing. There should be no judgment in parents having kids or parents not having kids, but there should be anger and judgment towards the politicians that are allowing us to have AR 15s at our disposal at 18 years old. So Anyway, I don't really want to go into the details of what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what happened. Um, I'm really taking it hard and just feel a lot of grief. I just can't get the image and sounds out of my head that I imagine these parents are um, letting out as they hear the news. So yeah, we're just you, so sorry. Yes. Have you ever ran? Well, not random, but have you ever shot a gun? I've, no, I'm like so anti-gun. I have never shot a gun either. No. I'm not ever because... I was anti-gun. My dad's never shot a gun. Mm-hmm. I saw, girl, I almost sent you a screenshot because it was like kind of the like the Drew Afualo thing. It's uh-huh. this guy. He lives in our town. He's kind of like has a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he put on Mother's Day. He's like, to the fathers that don't hunt, shoot, or something else, happy Mother's Day to you too. And I was like. Oh. I can't believe people. I mean, I don't really have a response to that because it's so. Uh, Beneath me. I, how do people, uh, uh, like, put, like, eating meat or shooting a gun Violence. with ma- masculinity? Because men are violent by nature. That is the people so who... So weird. Those are the people who but my dad, I think are the issue, for sure. I for, mean, part of the issue. It might be a social construct because my dad was never like that. My dad's like, why would I have a gun? No, my why dad isn't. I, I, I mean, maybe my dad shot a gun, like out in Colorado or something, but I don't, I don't know if my dad's ever been hunting. I don't even know if my dad has shot a, shot a gun. I just don't want to say on record he hasn't, uh, Yeah, but I don't think so. But my like, mom certainly as hell did not. It, it was so weird when I saw the meme. Cause I was like, bro. And I wanted to drew a follow him and like send you a screenshot of what he looks like. So I'm like, I know, I know, homie, I know <laughs> you should send me, but yeah, the gun stuff I'm just, I'm like, seize the guns, destroy the guns, get rid of the guns. And the people who are hunters, which again, like kind of a weird hobby, but I guess if I'm being at all like reasonable, I suppose they can go through the like two year training program that we should have and get their rifle to go hunting and then have permits and licenses and have to prove year after year that they're actually going hunting and maybe a pistol, I guess. But actually I just be okay with no guns. I just try to see where's my compromise. Where can I compromise with the gun lobbyists? Like what is okay, but years of training. I mean, it takes years to be a fucking pilot of an aircraft and they're just on cruise control. Even driving a car. Oh my God, it was the worst. I hate those and you, can, and you can drive and a car is really dangerous like you could do even more damage well, mm, well if actually, we regulated guns yes so there would be more damage with cars but, but cars like yeah. you need a registration you need to get this you need to go through all these hoops which we're all used to but with like with guns i mean i was literally in oregon me and my friend um walked into it was like a dick sporting goods or some store and again i don't have any relationship to guns not right. And I understand I guess what you mean. I don't either. I really don't like them. And I've come, I've, 
come to that conclusion on my own, yeah. my own life experiences, but I don't have like a story yeah. about an accidental shooting or anything like Nothing. that. Yeah. I just don't like them. I yeah. know that. And I walked into, it was a Cabela's. I walked oh, yeah. into the store. They had ammunition. They have like these rifles or whatever. And I was like, how, how would I be able to buy one of these? And mm -hmm. he was like, oh, um, are you 18? I was like, yeah, I'm 20. And he's like, oh, just bring your ID. And I was like, yeah. So bring my ID and I have a fucking rifle. That's great. And I can like, sh I can just load this up in here and just yeah. fucking open fire in here if I, I wanted to. No, I know. And someone. It is weird. There's been obviously lots of comments on this and they're the same comments that every time a mass shooting happens take place. But, you know, the AR-15 or the AK-47, those semi-automatic guns, people are very clearly saying they're really meant for one of two things. One is to kill people and to murder people uh, very quickly. Or two is to go out in the middle of nowhere and shoot things and yell like, yeehaw, like it's <laughs> get a new hobby. This I, isn't, it's not for any practical use. If your hobby's killing people, get a new fucking hobby. So I guess like, it's just shocking to me that people have guns in their home. And I just, yeah, I think we'd be better off if we were a no gun society uh, with maybe military or high like ranking police officers having mm -hmm. access to military equipment, but they shouldn't have military equipment unless they're a militia. So like they should have a pistol. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it is. I don't know I the know, answer, but neither. we need to, we need to reel it in 90%. For sure. It, I think it's just too easy. And I, and yeah. And, and the it's mental like, health side is true. Yeah. We need mental health care for people who are mass shooting. However, people always want to focus on like, oh, it's a mental health crisis. And the United States doesn't have any more of a mental health crisis than any other country in the world. And yet we have the highest number of shootings. We have a gun crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 300,000 sh uh, shootings in the last year or something. And then you go down the other list of countries and it's like 22, 8, 3, 1, 0, like Japan, yeah, yeah, New Zealand yeah. now ever since the last shooting. But um, yeah, mental health is an issue. But the reason people are dying are because of guns. Like, stop it. I don't want to hear about the other like the why I don't care about the fucking why I care that guns are going to kill my child. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't, again, I just I'm like tired. I'm hitting a part of my life where I'm sick of the compromising Yeah, for yeah. what, for people to have a stupid fucking hobby in the middle of nowhere, move somewhere fun. I don't know, which we're talking about moving today. So uh, <laughs> today's subject is get the moving fuck out of, I mean, I, it's a poverty issue, but yeah, if you can get out of those conservative areas, get out. Yeah. Um, well, on a lighter note. Yes. We're just really sorry. Yes. Sending all of our love. Sending all of my love. And I just wish I could do more. Yes. Um, and not thoughts and prayers. Cause, Fuck that. Because, <laughs> or if, if you want to think well and pray over it. You can for pray sure. in addition please. to. Yes, please. Let's take action. Um, I am, don't speak much on it because again, I like, am, I'm, I will commit to you, Chloe, Thank that you. I will be more involved in this kind of stuff because it, I know it's important. I'm running for our Again. school board here and, and we'll see where I go after that. I'm tired of this shit. Potential cult leader. Potentially a cult leader. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> We're working towards it. We're with working our towards it. That's, <laughs> this is the whole point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, um, first fit check. Yeah. Can we, what, what are we wearing today? I'm wearing a nice 
Oh, these ones? Yes. Do you want to know the prices as well? No. I mean, if you, you want, do. come you on, do. you can flex on okay. us. These are $9 little <laughs> sandals, black sandals, leather sandals with a cute, what are those called? Square heels? I don't I know. I don't know. But they're really cute. My friend got them for me because I forgot to buy shoes for Amy's wedding. Oh. Um, so she bought these. Oh, they're nice though. Yes, $9 from Marshall's. Sorry, oh, Fast yeah. Fashion. Oh, that's but all right. But these have actually held up. Sometimes I think Marshall's has other brands that are like the kind of didn't sell designer ones totally, versus totally. Ross has more like lower end stuff, mm -hmm. I think. And then I got this dress from Target. Uh, <laughs> Target. <laughs> this is one of my dresses. My mother-in-law bought me this dress last year for my birthday. Hell yeah. I went in and we went shopping and I tried it on and she was like, get it. Hell and I yeah. said, thank you. You so. look Amish. Just kidding. Not I look, Amish. I, my breasts are showing today. I feel like I have cleavage for the first time in my life. Watch us on YouTube. Let's talk Just about kidding. your outfit. Um, the same one I wore last week. And the week before. And the week before. And except week today, before. I have dirty ass feet with um, <laughs> pink band-aid. Um, so a sandal that hurts my feet so much that it started cutting a hole into it. Are you serious? So I put a Band-Aid oh, over it. Oh, you got a blister, it. That's, yeah. That's my solution, which is to put a That's a what I do on wedding it. days. I just, like, bandage my feet and hope they last. Oh my <laughs> it's hard. Okay, so, yeah, so you're Alex's mom. Is our biggest <laughs> fan. She's, I'm her biggest fan, St. Ivanette. I just, <laughs> she's I gonna love listen her. To she, Good, I really love you. She's been my number one supporter for everything i've ever done I love she's that. been my and to a fault even because even stupid ideas she's like yes do this <laughs> yeah and i'm like yeah all right sure i mean yes she's been i've had i used to be in a band when i was younger okay <laughs> mom you remember this okay i mean plenty of hilarious stories of my mom like one time um <laughs> we played a show wait what kind of band what kind of music it was like a hard rock kind of music like we had a guitar screamo not screamo okay. but we used to play with screamo bands like we used to like be in the same Sick. set and um oh, and the music was actually pretty good um our guitarist was super gifted his name's omar sosa he's really good and then jen aldana i interviewed her on my flopped podcast my um oh, floating city that's cool and i'll have to look at that and um, she's a music artist till today. And um, my brother was a drummer and I was a bass player. And so we were playing and I'm, I'm, I remember playing one day and I look up and my mom, just like we're in this tiny ass room, smaller than <laughs> little this. Little venue, a just tiny, tiny venue. All these kids, super sweaty. They're smoking weed. They're like fucking drinking beer. And my mom's <laughs> standing on a chair, smiling and just like... Just doing vibe a mom it out. dance. And we're playing like, dun, 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 And she's just like, yes, yes. And one time we were playing in this oh huge fucking gosh. warehouse. The ceilings are super tall. It's called the Turk House. And there's these kids moshing. My mom has no idea what moshing is, but she just sees these kids pushing each other. So <laughs> she's she like, I want it. So she shoved some kid and he just turns around, just a reaction and shoves her and she falls back. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. He like looks behind yeah. and sees this like <laughs> nice Latina mom. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's amazing. So she, um, so I'll like randomly check my phone. All of a sudden I'll have like a hundred likes and comments and oh, it'll too. be my mom. Me too. Thank you for the support on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, YouTube, she'll write whole fucking dissertations. I really think that our moms would have gotten along. Oh, for sure. I, my mom was also just like a cheerleader of me. Like yes. I was her purpose. And territorial. Oh, yeah. Just my like a mother bear 
I was saying earlier about her, like she would tell me I didn't get to this. She would say to me, like, if anyone ever touches you, I'll fucking kill them. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And she's like, no, I'm not kidding. I would turn into an animal. Like, you know, like a bear and a cub, like I would be out there like the bear. I would rip them apart limb by limb. And I was like, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to hurt me. I think. I think we're good. And she was just like, I will fucking kill them. Oh my so God. I think our moms would have. For sure. Are, Extremely they territorial. Yeah. And I remember like a lot of mom, I remember one time on TV, some woman was on TV and she's like, being a mother is such a stressful job. Like no one doing that. My mom like turns off the TV and turns around to me and my brother. And she's like, listen, she may be going through whatever she's doing, but I will never call this job stressful. I love being a mom to you guys. And we were young. We were like, Six that and seven. That is such a sweet thing to say. She like made sure and she we probably knew. meant it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she like so till today. She's like, oh yeah, I had you guys. Mm, whatever. It is I mean, we so put it through the ring. Stressful. It is very. Yeah, I'm, she's so sweet. Well, I just want to say. Yeah. That I we okay so we post on YouTube. We obviously most people are listening on audio because that's the normal thing to do. But for you rare gems that are watching us on YouTube, hey, um, Alex's mom wrote a comment on our YouTube that I just thought was so sweet and it made me kind of tear up. And so Ivanette, oh. I just thought this was the nicest thing in the world and I want to read it to you guys. Um, obviously, Alex and I have just like briefly mentioned our families growing up mm -hmm. and no family is perfect. And none. Oh my God. Yeah, none. And our families... Had a lot of love, which is a lot more than most people can say. Hell yeah. So I just wanted to preface that. Like you've heard us make jokes about our upbringing and just Alex's mom left the most sweetest reflective comment. And she wrote on the take me to church video, oh my gosh. which I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. She said, my take on this open and honest dialogue is that as a middle-aged parent now, we miss so much time not dialoguing as a family and not asking questions to our sons. Any young parent out there or parent-to-be or sibling can do a much better job taking off time to sit down with your family, shut off social media, cell phones, and feel and listen to what your loved ones are going through. My friends, love and feed and take care of them. Going to church and Bible studies are not enough. We acted as a couple of blinded idiot parents many times, of course, unaware. I am Alex's mom, very proud to have a loving, authentic, charismatic son. Be blessed always, Alex. We love you unconditionally always. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I literally like, well, I also read it when I was like grieving about the shooting. And so just to read a mother's love, it just like to put that all into perspective it was it's just so very nice so insightful and so reflective and not defensive and just i don't know yeah it's just amazing so she's sweet. always been like that i love always, it always 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 yeah so she and she's been so open to growth for which is always the most amazing characteristic our parents can have and, and i know it'll i'll get to the day where my son's gonna want me to grow and at a certain point it, you know things get hard i think we get stuck in our ways or think totally. we found a solution that works good for life but life keeps going and you need to adjust with it and so i just thought that was the sweetest thing <laughs> shout sweetest out Ivanette. i know she's so cute i love her yeah that she's was special fave. i sent it to amy my business partner and um she cried Oh, she, oh, it doesn't take much. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, but she did cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That's awesome. Yes. Mom, love you. You're amazing. Best. I can't wait fan. to meet you and oh, hang out. Soon. Sooner than later. We're going to have fun. Oh my God. We're I will to... also stand on a table <laughs> in a mosh pit and vibe with you because I am too a mother. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, this is funny. Ever since I started podcasting, but even before this one, this is something that I've, I don't know if you've ever gotten this before yet, Okay. but um, people that... And, I have a friend that did this, and this is not about you, homegirl, if you're watching or listening. Um, it seems like it's about you. It's not. <laughs> yo. It seems if he's prefacing no, it. No, 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 because she does it a lot, but it's not about you specifically. I've got it from so many different people where they're okay, like. Okay, I don't even know what you're saying to me. Okay, well, my first podcast was an interview-based one, so so many people would be like, yeah, like, oh, my God, um, I would love to be in your podcast. I'm mm. like, mm yeah cool um and so that would happen and people would also like they're like yeah i like you know when i was younger i just like (laughs) and they would just start talking like they were in a podcast oh like they were trying to sell you on their story they're like my story was when i was younger i just had the struggle of a lifetime my father i'm like Okay. And you're just sitting there like, whoa. Okay. I haven't experienced this yet. And I'm just like, let me pull up some statistics. Let's see. Okay. So we have 101 loyal followers. Hell yes. We love you. To the overwhelming majority of you, I guess, that are just banging down Alex's door. (laughs) To be it. To get interviewed. In on the next big thing, Alex and Chloe. Leave him alone. Please. To all to a hundred and one of you, the overwhelming. We I mean, love we've it. got we love and they're the masses. <laughs> the masses well, are our fans. To oh, I also no, did have I think some it's, cool. Is it more like a personal thing? Is this like people you know this happens with? I actually am yes. curious. I was just kind well, of joking because But yes, that we have me up. we have those po- uh, like the followers, but my first podcast Which are there's a literally couple. all of our friends. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And a couple of people from France. Okay, okay, we have five organics. And in on Spotify, someone that wasn't our friend rated us at like one. Fuck yeah, natural <laughs> we love them. listeners. And okay, so, so who is like so who's random, doing this? So this is really people. funny. That Business would bother me too. Business owners in town. Oh, and um okay. like random like random people that I would talk to that I would say I had a podcast. Um and also, well, because also my first podcast, I did have a lot of views on some of the videos because I had guests on that were like Ha, you know, famous like a couple of famous they artists, had like a following, yes, for sure. And Not still, you. till today, <laughs> we'll still t- <laughs> not like our massive following we have now. Yes, you're right. Well, obviously, a um, hundred people. I, I mean, come but on. I had a couple of videos that hit broke like four thousand oh, views. That's awesome. Yeah, yes, that's great. Trisha Paytas's husband. Oh well, that's how you do it, folks. <laughs> Even till today, I get a lot of hate from that video. One time, random. Okay. Trisha Paytas, first people that don't know, is like this crazy chick online that built a brand just being very um. Uh, yes being very um saying (gasps) doing hot takes what we have three stars on spotify come on okay for those who don't know we had like how many 2.3 2.3 stars (laughs) so now we're at three (laughs) i'm dying one of them is probably my mom Two of them is probably like two different accounts. She's like made fake accounts just to like, I'm not going to let my baby have a two star. Um, 
Okay, so businesses were like trying to like solicit. They can yes. pay for ads then. That's what I would say. Like if someone wanted, if you had. I think you know they just I mean? wanted to talk on a podcast and have oh, a video of is it. Is that what it is more? You don't even yes. think they were trying to solicit themselves? You think they just wanted to like get yes. 15 mu- minutes of fame? Or, or the, the hour long interview that I had. And they were just like, you know, like uh, being a business owner nowadays is so difficult. Like blah, blah, blah. when I started it, I was like, oh, you're you're doing this you're right now. Me. You're doing this. I, it was always so weird. And it happened like four different times. Oh, that is weird. And, but yeah, anyways, Trisha Paytas' husband, Trisha Paytas is a very problematic figure online. She's like, you know, did a lot of things that were anti-Semitic. She did things that were like, you know. Transphobic. Said, said the N-word racist. a couple of times. We love it. <laughs> All of um, it. And she, I hate it. So I would get, I interviewed her, her husband and I would get her, her people, me, like fans, messaging me on Instagram. For sure. People are obsessed. They and will go down the rabbit the hole. The other day, <laughs> I interviewed him over a year ago, and okay. the other day someone wrote, this guy, all he does is talk, and he doesn't say shit. He just, uh, bullshit comes out of his mouth. You? On Facebook. About you? On on oh, my interview him. with Moses. Well, who are they referring to? To Moses. Oh. Because that's what a lot of people have said about him, but I got, I interviewed him over a year ago. Anyway, so she just has, it's funny how people's audiences like that. Well, I feel like I've had the opposite experience because I have this problem in my real life too. Like I just need to include people. So I've asked like everyone, my friends, I'm like, will you be a guest on my podcast? (laughs) (laughs) And then I keep trying just so everyone knows I am like every week trying to get Alex and Ilya to let me do a guest. But the tech part is honestly kind of hard for that. But I have so many guests lined up. No one's asked me. (laughs) You're like, you're going to be on. I'm like, you're interesting. You're interesting. <laughs> I feel like I'm the opposite. People like think you're cool. But for me, I'm like, would you like, would you mind? Would you mind taking the time out of your day? But you gave some pretty pitch, some pretty cool ideas, like a BDSM oh, were, yeah, enthusiast. One of the people that we're going to talk to, and we are going to talk to is, yeah, she is in the BDSM community. Not, not all like the sex side, but like walking around naked in kind of a club and doing body paintings and like getting to explore each other's bodies and your own boundaries. So it's like, oh, like I don't know very that. much about boundaries. So it's really cool. Um, and then, yeah, we just have other people that I would like to talk to and I think would give people a different perspective on topics that we're not experts on. There's yeah, only so many I would things love to have we are experts on. Yes, I would love to have the BDSM person on because I know very little about it. And as I don't really I, know much either, so I'm excited to learn. Yeah, I follow this YouTuber. She was really into it, and she talks about it. And same thing. It's like not for most a lot of people. It's not even a sexual thing. It's like that's what my like friend was saying. Pushing, pushing the limits mm-hmm. of how, what you're comfortable with. Yes. having these hard boundaries, and then just working around it. And it's like so cool. Fear based stuff, pain based stuff. Yeah. Like. Um, like all sensations, Pleasure. which is all interesting. I mean, yeah, it's Pleasure all too. very interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what I see that a lot in though, like people asking you to be a part of your project is, uh, with weddings, not as the wedding planner, but just what I've noticed is guests of weddings or people who want to get invited to weddings will start like buddying up with newly engaged people. So every time I see someone get engaged, especially if I know like we don't have that kind of friendship where I wouldn't be invited, I try to make sure I'm just like alike and like so happy for you. Cause some people will be like, Oh my God, girl, this is amazing. I can't wait for everything. And like they start sticking their little oh. fingers in trying to latch onto an invite. And so I feel like I have a little piece of advice for people 
Let's do it. Okay. The bride and grooms can tell when you're doing that and it makes them really uncomfortable. So if you are not a sure thing, shoe in wedding invite, can you just like give the couple some space in that year or whatever before they get married? Cause it does feel like you're using them just to go to a party and it's really sure. expensive. Yeah, and it's for sure that. <laughs> Let's I'm be real. super respectful whenever I see people get engaged. Like yeah. sometimes I have been invited to weddings too that I wasn't sure I would be. And I'm like, awesome. Oh. I made it. I'm a fringe friend, but like I made it. But you always want to be careful too, like with the whole like bridesmaids thing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't force it. Don't yeah. be weird. It only comes off like you want to be invited or you want to be a part of the wedding party. Yes. So set some boundaries for yourself. If you really are just genuinely excited for them, that's awesome. But like, don't start inviting them to like go get dinner a few times before their wedding. Cause that just puts them in a really weird position. Yes. So there's I feel already like a lot going on. It's those weird boundary things. So, yes. I mean, how do you handle it? What did you, do you say to people if they've asked? Cause I haven't experienced this. I mean, you guys obviously we're kidding. We only have a hundred followers. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 We, t- right now. Well, with the interview based one, I think specifically yes, just cause, cause I haven't was, experienced it. Cause it was a video. So even if you have no followers, there's a video of you talking and someone interviewing you. So you can use that for your own advantage, whatever. That's just like a good so service. It is totally promo. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it is, it's great promo for them or people would, it would happen here in town. Someone's like, Oh, you should interview my fiance. He's great. And I'm like, Okay. So what would you say to them? I would say like, oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so I never you really were had very a good wishy-washy. Answer. I really didn't give him a good answer. You didn't give an answer. Yeah, I yes. remember this one lady. Awesome. She was a hairdresser. She was like, oh, like I worked for so like 10 years with Paul Mitchell and blah, 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 blah. Like I'm like, I would totally be on your podcast. I was like, oh, cool. I like just did yeah. not give him an answer. Yeah, because it's not like what you're interested in. Yeah, I was no, like, I feel like I could have. I have more advice. Yeah, on please. just like setting boundaries and mm-hmm. stuff. You guys, this whole episode, we're gonna talk about moving for people who are like on the brink of maybe wanting to move somewhere else and our experiences with that and backlash of it. So it is gonna be more of an advice episode anyway. So let yes. me just jump in here. Yeah. Um, I think just being direct and being honest is always the right thing. Always. And what I really like that you did, and it's something I just did uh, in a negotiation for a partnership that I have going on right now. And I actually even, well, I guess I didn't initiate it. They initiated this partnership, but I was equally as excited. But Mm -hmm. I was looking at the girl's work we're thinking about with my company, including another department into our company. So another branch, another brand. And someone messaged me about it and I was equally in, but I was looking at their work and felt honestly like they do need to work a little bit more and get more experience with different types of this art that they're working on. It's for floral arrangements. So I was like, you know, I think you need to have like a mentor, but I was so honest with her and so direct and said, I can't offer you a partnership right now because I think that our expectations would overwhelm you. And I also want to make sure that we're in a place that we can financially benefit you. And then your products will only improve in like the next year. And we sat down and had this long, wonderful FaceTime call and we left feeling so good and no feelings were hurt. And I told her, I think you need a little bit more experience. I want to see your bouquets get tighter and, you know, more curated. And mm-hmm. I want to see that growth. And she's been sending me photos from her weddings oh, and they've been getting better. I swear to God, every time she's so professional, she's a go-getter. But my advice is 
the more direct, the more transparent you are from the beginning with your intentions or your needs. Like, yes, if you satisfy these needs, then I would love to partner with you or I would love to have you on my podcast. I think setting standards and sticking to them and setting hard boundaries make your life so much easier and you don't feel weird later. You don't have to look back on it. So that's my long-winded advice, honesty and communication, baby. Hell yeah. I was always just thrown off by, usually I'm pretty, uh, and especially in friendships, I'm very good with like, being like, tell me what I did. I'm, I'm, That's oh, I'm true. Alex does say or that like, a lot or, to me. Or <laughs> I'm like, tell me, girl. Tell me. <laughs> just lay it on me. You could say, you could say, so I, the other day we were talking technical stuff behind the scenes and you were like, you know, you and Ilya, I was like, you're talking about me. Just tell me, girl, whatever hey, it Ilya is. Ilya did one thing of the 37 things wrong. Yes. And you did the 36. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I wasn't going to let him get away with it either. I said, yeah, sir, yeah. I know. you're not perfect. <laughs> yeah. I need to, Ilya, he's not with us recording today. Um, but he sometimes does act like he might be totally perfect and mm, none of us are. So mm, I had to call him on that you. one thing. Just well, kidding. Well, obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I make the rules. <laughs> no, I love, I mean, Alex and I really have to communicate a lot. Um, yeah. We've, of course we've we have got into it a bit. Well, we have a brand yeah. that we're both trying to be equal parts of that reflects both of us and both of the things we care about. And, you know, finding that partnership as this, you know, we're Alex and I'm in Chloe, but then we're also TLDL, like yeah. the two of us as one unit. Yes. And for my other company, Amy and I, we were just like weddings. All we care about is our weddings look amazing and the service is incredible, but in terms of our viewpoints, thoughts, I guess they weren't yeah. as public over yeah. time. They become, you know, we'll support things on our page that we believe in. But for Alex and I, we have to be fucking united as a yeah. front or explicitly show where we're not united. Yes. So we talk a lot. It's yeah. a weird relationship to have. Totally. But Do you feel I like mean, we have a weird relationship? No, I'm, I don't think it's, I think it's very unique in the sense that we're friends. That's a better word. Cause it is good thing. It's a yes, good thing. Cause we're friend. we're building a friendship, but we're also building a business together. And we started both very close together. Like we're like, Oh, we're friends. Oh, let's yes. start this business. So did Amy and I though. And I actually think it has worked out better. Yes, we weren't for sure. friends you're good before yes. and you and I weren't like friends before yeah. it, unless you count weeks, which yeah. is same with Amy and I yeah. like weeks of like, I like this person. I respect this person. I think they have a vision that I can go with and that we can align. Yes. But other than that, like I didn't know your favorite, like, I mean, I know your favorite food now it's oranges, but like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I didn't know anything. And so it's been like a total leap of faith, but yeah, communication. And we've been direct with each other expectations for this business that we're growing. And it is only strengthening everything for the future, even if it feels awkward or harsh in the moment. Yes. So and much better. We've had a little, a couple of those. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it Alex takes, is again, a tardy cookie. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a storm. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple like breakdowns. Not like, I hope people know, I don't really cry. So when I say breakdowns or meltdown, what I mean by that is like, Just I'm a little angry. bit anxious in my head for like 10 minutes. And to me, that's like a massive breakdown. <laughs> yes. And it, but it peaks, but then it, it comes peaks. down quick. Yeah. I just feel like I'm like, oh my God, I need to solve this. But yeah, the communication, I think it's good. I wanted to say, mm-hmm. you know, who I do know did that to you with the podcast. Who? Was me. Oh. <laughs> and not only, I don't know if you remember this, because I don't think your memory is like as sharp. Do you remember when we first met, mm-hmm. you were still doing your other podcast? Yeah. 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 Healthy choices. And I didn't even know that you stopped that podcast. For this. 
Yeah, but you hadn't. There was a little disconnect, okay? Okay. So you had this podcast, I met Alex in January 2022, and you were like, oh, I do this, and I was like, that's really cool, and then I was like, are you gay also in the same day? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. And so the same conversation happened. I figured out who you have sex with and that you have a podcast in the same day, big yeah. day. So I was like, we didn't work together again. Like I work at this coffee shop uh, six hours a week uh, to make friends. <laughs> and I never worked with Alex again for like a month. And I was saying to another person we work with, oh, Alex has that podcast, like, tell me about it. And they were like, oh, I think he stopped doing it. And I was like, last time I talked to him, he was like, I'm like super committed. I want like this podcast or a podcast to be like a big thing. And I heard that and my brain, I mean, the scheming that started happening immediately. I was like, oh, he's, he's available <laughs> <laughs> and he has the equipment. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that calculated. Oh yeah. Oh. I think you had like kind of stopped for a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, what it was is I stopped the interview one and I started healthy choices, which was just me in a beautiful vi landscape mm -hmm. talking about, um, different health topics. Bob Ross. Kind of, but except, beautiful. Um, except beautiful. Bob Ross is beautiful. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. You but. are gorgeous <laughs> in your beautiful nature. And my same and your white shirt. He's and wearing headphones today though, because he's listening to us record. Yeah, I today since Ilya's not here, I'm I'm Ilya. But yeah, part of our uh, our origin story is I heard that, and I was. You know, I just moved, and actually, this is a good transition. We're yeah. just gonna today is just a conversation. We're yeah. just chatting. We're just chilling today. We're gonna give you some advice. Um, uh, I think people should move is gonna be my uh, kind of overall too. statement. But I had just moved, and there was a time in my life where I'd wanted a podcast, and I wanted to have like a friendship podcast, like kind of just talking about communication boundaries and all of those sorts of things. Um, and then that friendship with that girl that we were gonna start it completely collapsed okay isn't that interesting that is yeah, yeah. it's definitely a moment of reflection for me and you know no one's ever the whole problem so i'm yes. sure it was pretty much a 50 50 collapse but okay yeah so when you stopped and i knew how funny you were and i knew how engaging you were and other people mm -hmm. responded well to you people around town were like asking about you at this coffee shop like is alex in like the phone will ring is Alex there? No. Oh, okay. I'll track him down. I'm like, what? So oh, whoa, I knew you had a good like energy and that people were drawn to you. And so I think I told you, and I don't even know exactly how I did it. This part wasn't calculated, but I was just like, I really, like, I heard you're not doing it. Like, are you going to do another podcast? Like I've kind of wanted to do one. Like, tell me about your process. And similar to how Amy and I started, I wasn't <clears> just like, do you want to start a wedding planning company and quit yeah, your yeah, job? Yeah. I was like, I'd kind of like to do this. Like I felt you out. I gave you the option to say no, but it was definitely calculated. Yeah. 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 I really, yeah. I was like, I took advantage of an opportunity, but I didn't want to be the guest no, hell on no. one show. No, I was like, no, no, this is my show then we're doing this. It's, it's funny how things like manifesting, I don't, uh, I don't believe it, uh, there's, I believe in manifesting when thoughts become real, but in so a more practical way, not in like this, like so do I. the universe, mm -mm. like it's your gave me this Tesla and Gucci bag. I don't believe in that shit. You sold your vagina, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> but let's be real. But um, like, come on. But um, I do believe when things, so I like a year ago, I was like, I need a female co-host to make an entertainment based podcast. I need this. Um, Here I am, baby. And 
Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm, I'm yours. yours. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so it's crazy how that ends up happening. Um, but today's topic with moving. Yeah. I do agree with you that moving is probably the best, one of the healthiest, mm, healthiest thing for your brain to do. Um, especially if you have to like rebuild a lot of things in your life, mm -hmm. it, it teaches you so much. It was my university truly. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't finish college. So I just like moved mm -hmm. and moved to Portland. Didn't know anyone within 900 miles, anyone. Right. And, um, started from scratch and fucking, and I really do. And I stayed there for five years and I learned so much. I think even short-term moves without yes. a long-term plan are so amazing. Even just, you know, a one-year thing. Yeah. I have a lot of friends. Uh, so I'm turning 28 soon. So a lot of my friends are... 27 ish mm -hmm. and they have been doing one year moves and oh. some have stayed longer, but no one's, no one's come back earlier, but some have stayed longer and it's turned into a permanent move. Um, and just watching them take that leap of faith to find an apartment in a city across the country where they didn't know anyone or in other countries, mm -hmm. um, is so fucking cool. So it doesn't have to be like, I'm moving here and then here's my, you know, 10 year plan. Yes. I think it's really just such an awesome moment of growth for those who have less commitments, who are mm -hmm. single or even with a partner, but without children, you can just move for like a year. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like me. I was like, oh, school districts, whatever, because I have a kid. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is more of a long term move, but still the Seriously. best thing I've done. For sure. And <laughs> for me, I was 20 uh, 19 when I bought my one-way ticket. Right. And so me and a friend of mine um, who passed away recently, but Ugh, he, me and him. Sorry. No, that's all right. Um, he, I had a dream about him last night. Crazy fucking dream. Ooh. Super vivid. It was crazy. Anyways. Um, Let's do I a dream to, episode soon. <gasps> so hold that, you guys. We'll do one. This is, we should get an expert on for that. Oh, for sure. That would be really cool. Okay. Um, and I, his mom had buddy passes um, to like on with on air, the flight, yeah, on yeah. the flight. So we took like it. We were smoking. This is when I used to smoke. Nine a.m., nine thirty, smoking a cigarette in his driveway, talking. Oh, about, you smoke like, cigarettes too? Oh my god! Were yes. you a chain smoker? Yes. Oh, yes. My and mom so, was like, she went cold turkey one day, but uh, in her same. youth, she was also. So I w we're smoking a cigarette in his driveway, and then we we're like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, my mom has buddy passes. Someday we should use them, and I was like, oh okay, cool. Three, four o'clock that afternoon, we were on a plane. <laughs> I love to 19 Portland. Year olds. That's yes. so awesome. Oh my God. It's honestly easier at 19 For sure. to make that choice. And like today, when we kind of break down our experiences and what, like, you know, you moved to San Diego after Portland. We've never really talked about that. So yeah. that would be really cool to hear more about because you were a little bit older. Yeah. And it does get harder. I get that it's harder um, mentally to mm -hmm. move, but financially, it's probably actually easier when you're older. I think it's totally a mental block for most people. For and sure. Really quickly, should we touch on one part of this, which yeah. is moving will not help you escape your problems if there are problems at home to be dealt with. Hell no. You can't run away from a heartbreak if you're not willing to do the work. If you move to, let's say, I don't know, Florida, don't do that. But if you move to Florida because you had a breakup back in Washington, I really don't know anyone who's done this, so this is super yeah. just pulling out of the air. But 
when you move to Florida, you stay in your apartment all day and smoke weed and like hang out with your cat and you don't like go into the city and explore new people and meet people and have a job or social clubs that like let you get out there. Moving to Florida and having the sunshine will not fix your problems. It's not just the move. You can't run away from finances. You can't run away from fucking kids if you have kids. Mm-mm. I know people have done that. They've <clears throat> ran away from their kids? From Georgia to Washington. Oh, Daddy. Shit. Bad oh. daddy of someone I know. Oh, shit. yeah. Oh, so moving God. is not like a, a Band-Aid, but what it can be is a launch pad, I think. For sure. So I just want to say a lot of lessons. that. Yeah, I moved my first year working. I worked three different jobs, pumping gas, um, oh, in Oregon, in duh, Oregon, yeah. They pump Air, your gas. Yes, yes. Um, that um, at a an airport job, and then in produce for a year, a year or two. I didn't even come out in my workplaces, not knowing anyone from nine hundred miles or more around me. I'd never even told anyone I was gay because I was still like mentally closeted. Right, you didn't just move across and the country. Feel the confidence and like self nope. acceptance. Hell no. Yeah. Which is crazy. So it's not it's like, not gonna fix your problems. You have to be ready for like when you get on that plane and it still worked out for you that you move. But if you yeah. think that, you know, if you're ashamed of your sexuality and you get on a plane, that that's going to go away. Yeah. That's not going to go away without just as much work wherever you land. But if you, let's say, again, you live in Iowa and you're like, I'm going to LA, I'm going to go live in WeHo, yeah. you know, and you're ready to come out. You're getting mm-hmm. on that plane. You're putting on a new outfit. And What's WeHo? West Hollywood. <laughs> Why are you so mad at You me? are, you are... The straightest queer man that I have the pleasure of knowing. Oh, is it a gay? It's a gay area. Yes. Okay. Like one of the biggest in the country. It's where that Ed Buck, that murderer who injected West heroin. Hollywood. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. That makes sense. So if you're ready and you're like, yeah, the second I get on this plane, fuck my family, fuck my friends. It, yeah. Hell yeah. Get on that plane. Your problems will be solved. Like if you've done the emotional work where you're like, I'm coming out the second I go, mm-hmm. that is going to be like such a healing moment for you. And you're going to be able to be yourself. But if you're still like, you know, if you haven't done that work and acceptance inside yourself, getting on the plane, isn't going to magically fix everything. But if you can do the self work before and you land, Oh, your world is just going to open up. Oh, hell yeah. And And, uh, if you can leave in like a little bit of a positive mindset and a little bit of a plan. Yes. I had no plan. Barely any finances. Still better that you left. I oh, still think it's better sure. than you left. But it wasn't like a. I don't regret it. I fix. would do it again for sure. If yes. I move back in time, I would do the same thing over again because I, I learned so much shit. There were so many things I had to learn. I like learned how to you know have consistent like money wise. You right. you Budgeting. need to budget. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have a choice. And I didn't have. Oh, in like, my early twenties, I wrote everything down on a notepad. Oh my like God. Like everything, like my income, my outcome. That's not yeah, the word, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I didn't even do that. I just was like, I just looked at the money I had. I'm like waiting till the end of the month. I'm like, oh, you know, it was a lot. I didn't even have a car in the beginning stages. I would just ride my bike around. Thankfully, Portland. So you when you that. got there, it was such a, like a quick decision. I'm sure. Had you been thinking about moving for a while? Oh yeah. I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah. So what did you do when you land? Cause I think part of what's so intimidating for people is like, where do you find a place to live? How do you find roommates? I like winged it. Like Craigslist? Yeah, Craigslist. I found this place. I like found this dude. Someone's like, oh, I live in Portland. Gresham is Portland, but it's not Portland. It's like it's um 
it's just east. Like, it's a really ghetto town. Okay. East, um, not east. Yeah, east of Portland. And it's like. It's so funny just, when you say ghetto because I have no, I've never used the word or really have, like, anything in my mind. But I always think of Elvis Presley singing, in the ghetto, <laughs> in a long dark night, and Alex went to the ghetto. I just remember it was 172nd. You pull, I pulled Should up in the church. Should you be telling people this? I yeah, the well, no, address? No, not the, it wasn't the address. It was a stop on the the oh. tram or whatever oh, it is. Oh, okay. And so like I pulled. So you up, think you're going to Portland, like the cool yes, city but, of Portland? And then I get out. It's like 11:30 at night. I pull up and there's, of course, sirens. Like there's four police officers. The train stations around Portland are actually terrifying. And then there's four guys laying on the ground with cops around them. One of them has a gun pointed at him. That sounds pretty normal and then i get out and i go to this um uh, this apartment called because i messaged this dude on craigslist and he was like yeah it's like we, we, it's, we do couch surfing or whatever and he had like we these like couch in, surfing. He, he had like these this indian um like obviously indian from india i would not call native people indians but um stuff on the the ad Oh my God. I go there. Okay. And I assumed he on the phone, he was talking like in an Indian accent. So I was like, oh, it's an Indian guy for some reason. This and I get to this weird ass apartment complex that looks like a motel, okay. but it's actually an apartment complex. I go in and it's this rail thin, skinny gay guy with pale white. And he's like half speaking in an accent, half talking normally. Oh. And he's drinking vodka on ice in like a cup. Oh my God. I'm sorry, mom. I never told my mom this, but, um, so, and I'm like, Oh, he's like, come in. Thankfully <gasps> there was like a kind of normal ish couple sitting there. Okay. And Who but, also did the couch sharing. Yeah. Or something. And okay. he's like talking a million miles a minute and his like upper lip isn't moving. And he's like, <laughs> and, I was in my mind, the way I rationalized it, I was like, okay, super skinny. If anything happens, I just do one quick punch and knock this motherfucker out and get it. Yeah. That was my that was my five year plan is punching that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. I always tell Ben if he crosses the line, I'll sit on him because I feel like I could just hold him down. Oh my god. He's pretty thin. (laughs) He's the mm, yeah, maybe. Not like I don't think he's sickly thin, but he's pretty thin. I'm like, I could sit on you. (laughs) He's like, all right, you win. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, so this dude, and then I woke up at night, he was peeing in his closet, and I was like, oh my god. So you got the hell out of there. So yeah, I stayed there two nights. (laughs) Oh my god. That is hell on earth. Yeah, it was so fucked up. And thankfully, the people that were there, they seemed normal, but then the more I talked to them i was like oh they're so far gone like okay well that's alex's what not to do yeah you can't okay so the thing is is that you moved 10 years ago though yes so now when i moved here i did move with the intention of buying a house versus like an apartment and i didn't have to find roommates i'm married so i understand that it's a little bit different but Mm -hmm. there's also i hope there's young married people listening to this who like are hesitant about moving because they have a baby or something and it's really not that hard. I don't know. Once you get past the mental block of the like, oh, what if I never see my friends or my family and then I'll miss them and like money and blah, blah, blah. If you want to make it happen, you'll make it happen. Just change your mindset. Like Hallelujah. you're moving. Just I'm moving. Yeah, yes. it's hard. I am literally just getting my couch delivered in two weeks, I think. Like all of my furniture. Oh, yeah, you don't have a sofa. It's taken five months. But you know what? I've you made it work. I've been happier here in the sun with like my little cushions in the living room than I would have been in the winter of Seattle. For sure. And... um. 
But yeah, you have a gorgeous host, and it's all working for you. We have Facebook now. We've got all these like apps about like finding roommates in different areas to live. You can find like virtual what reality headsets. Shut the fuck up. You can find like <laughs> restaurants in the area, walking distance, parks. For me, I did look at school districts a little bit, but I basically, because we were looking at houses, I put Zillow in San Diego County and then just put it out like honestly, like two hours, which would be close to like Palm Springs. And we weren't going to go that far, but I wanted to see all the different areas around San Diego. Mm. And I'm not a big suburb person. So I think something before you move is to like decide what style of life you want to have. And for me, I'm either in the city, like in a place like Hillcrest, which is our gay neighborhood here. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. You did? I did. Yeah. The gay neighborhood. King of the gays. Oh, cute. That's what they called it. Gaberhood? Gaberhood. That's funny. Um, Or rural. I was like, I could also just like live in the mountains and not, you know, have to be in the city every day, but I have a lot of space. So I either want to be like totally nestled in Mm -hmm. or totally free. And the suburbs to me, it's like, I just imagine people like poking their little noses over the fence lines. And it's like, mm. not everyone knows everyone, but you kind of know. And like the neighborhood you live in within the larger suburb matters. And the school districts are like, who knows who and PTA. And so not for me. I'm a little oh. bit intimidated. Oh, okay. I don't like that. I tell all my family this. They all live in the suburbs. And I'm always like, I hate the suburbs. And they're like, we know. <laughs> but oh. I hate it. It just like scares me. So pick where you want to live, but yeah. then also pick like a backup. Don't just go. Like you kind of did it wrong. Oh, or I think. Because <clears throat> you didn't research. I didn't have like, an identity. Gresham? I didn't have an identity. Okay. So even if so I were to plan it out. an identity. Well, even if you, if I were to plan it out. <laughs> you it don't wouldn't think you would have known what you would have even liked. Exactly. You know, that's also a fair time to move though. We moved at different times. I was 27. Yeah. Established. You were 19. Leaving I home. Even, this is really good though. I did. I never worked anything outside of a minimum wage job at that point. Like never Who made that much. Fifteen or nineteen, excuse and, me. Like I didn't know anything. I didn't even know how to use a fucking laundry machine. That's I'm right. Not even you mentioned joking. that your mom I'm not had even done joking. all your laundry. Yes. Saint Ivanette, you're too good to him. Yes, and which I'm grateful for. I mean, I. I don't want ever my, want my mom to feel guilty about that. But no, um, that's what I'm saying. You're too good to Alex. Yeah, Alex like, doesn't deserve you. Exa- exactly. Yeah, I want to make that clear. <laughs> Ivan, you may come do my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So like, I didn't know, and I needed to learn all of that. So Portland was just a great like ground for me to like create a foundation for myself. Well, So in a certain way, then I guess you, you did do what I was saying then. Yeah. Cause you did choose an area that you knew resonated with you or that you yeah, were interested in at least. I've been there before. I saw these people riding around on their bikes. There's like these art what, painted the on the streets. Everywhere. The chickens. <laughs> yes, literally. So no, I was like, I love it's going to work. No. And I think that's huge. So I guess if you're not, that's true. Yeah, I did. If you're that. not as certain about exactly what you love, there's no problem like trying out different things, but try to get an idea. It'll make your experience a lot better. I think I've had friends like one of my best friends lives in Boston now and her Mm -hmm. lease is coming up. She lives in the cutest, like cobblestone, um, old Boston neighborhood with townhouses that are brick. She's just like a few minutes from the Boston commons and Harvard's across the bay. And it is exactly what she wanted. She has her little beautiful Havishu and like her little puppy. She's so happy. She's gone out. She's met people. She doesn't have a car there. So like she walked, she needed a walking neighborhood. She works remote, like all of these things. She did it so smart. 
smart and she's been so happy there because she went and visited. She like chose a neighborhood. She knew what she wanted. So she didn't just move to fucking Boston and then be like, I'm in downtown and I hate it. Yeah, I would. It would not have worked if I like moved to New York or something or like. You have Nashville to be so sure yeah. about yeah, like, what you want as a whole city vibe and then neighborhood-wise, mm-hmm. what fits your lifestyle. Yeah, so it, it thankfully worked. And um, there's a lot of work to do to, for me to get to the point. Like Now I can easily go anywhere I'd like and it, I could make it work for myself. I'd find a place. Just like as who single, you are now. Yes. Like you would like to meet people and explore yes. places that maybe are outside of your comfort zone. Totally. But you've done this after you, or you feel that way after like multiple moves. Yes. See, Two I'm, moves. I've only moved really the one time. Oh yeah. You lived in Seattle that whole time. I, the only time I left was, uh, for college. I went to Washington state university, but it was in Washington. It was, but it was five hours away. So oh, it was a five okay, hour yeah, drive yeah. and I was on the border of Idaho. So it was still a move. I mean, I couldn't just go home super easily. Yeah. I still went home quite a lot to see my dad, but it wasn't, you know, it was like every few months. Totally. So I felt like I got time away from my home, but I'd always been very independent in terms of being a child with my parents. For sure. I can see that. Codependent, I think, with my friendships. Yes. And they went to Wazoo. So my best friend who lives in San Diego now, um, Lauren, she also went to Wazoo. Morgan, my other best friend, also went to Wazoo. So I met these people. Lauren and I had gone to high school together. Then we went to college, became friends in college. She moved to San Diego a year and a half ago. And that was a big part. I don't think I've always, I've always wanted to live in San Diego, but Lauren being here was a big, like warm blanket. Oh, it yes, wasn't yes, like, for sure. she's the reason I moved, but I just was so happy. She was here. I was like, well, I do have a best friend here yes. and that, you know, it's not always necessary. It's but not, for but me it's as a good. mom, I was yeah. really excited. Cause like to lose my whole support system and have a one-year-old that would be really hard. So For sure. I chose to move somewhere where there was at least a little familiarity. Yes. It's definitely not a flex to be like, I moved somewhere where n- I knew no one. It was very much an identity crisis. I think crisis as a on younger person, though, it is kind of a flex. And even like, I don't know if you don't have anything tying you down. Being a mom, I need my son to also have connections. I yeah. need him to meet people. And of course, the onus is on me to meet new people. But having like Lauren is watching him tonight while I go to happy hour with a new friend I made. So like my best friend Aww. is watching my son while I go out with another girl trying to like make more friends. Totally. So I'm just really grateful to have that here. Totally. Okay. So what brought you to San Diego? Yeah. A I don't ju- think I've so ever asked. No, And no, no, when no. did you move here? I literally, like, we know Portland, we know this, and I don't know anything else. So Portland, uh, almost five years on the day I was you in Portland. You have said that. Okay. And I don't know if it was a little more or a little less, but, like, I, and then I left back home with my dad and my mom. I just stayed there for six months, five or six months. As just you to do. Hang, well, just, just to hang, I really felt like I was like, shit, I've like, I just had just come out to them. So I was like, let oh, me just yeah. hang out with them. But, um, then I moved with, um, some dude that I was dating. So I didn't really get to spend as much time with them as I wanted to. And it was like still my, I you moved my into a place in Boston with a guy you were dating. Yes. Well, first, they, oh, first wow. I was at my parents' house. Sure. And then when he moved there, we rented a place out with my, my friend. She lived in the same town. We ended up moving in there. Um, it was, and then what? Oh yeah. Yeah. So then I got a, um, his, his mom, the was boyfriend. Like, yes. Okay. He was like, oh, um, my, I have a, they were growing a lot of cannabis. Like I, it was an, 
pretty illegal amount. Okay. And especially um, there. Especially, well, it was in in Cal here in California. Oh. And it was all. But six but years was, ago, was it legal to grow? It was three years ago. Oh. Yeah, three years ago, I moved because um, I'm 30 now. Is your no, timeline right? Yeah. Well, it was over three years ago that I moved here. I was okay. in Boston for six months. I understand. And then I moved to, uh, but I moved to that area in Riverside County. Hot mess. Like yeah. it was crazy. I don't want to say too much just in case she's watching, but it was like. <laughs> I see. I feel like you don't calculate your moves. Yeah. It was not calculated. And it's not always a bad thing. I think the fun part about both of our experiences is that there are really good things that came out of both of them. Yeah. I think mine was just a little more like very planned. Yes. For me. And, and but she was, was like, like, let's do this. She was like, Oh, I have a soap business and you can trim some weed. Like you'll have a lot of money while, like while you're here, you're, you're able to like create little, uh, we got there and it was not like that at all. The stepdad was like, what do you mean you're going to get money? You're going to maybe make a little bit here and there, but mm, dude, you're going to pay for so your no rent. So no one was on the same page. Not at all. And, and this once you moved I heard with your that, boyfriend? yeah, once I heard that, I was like, I need to get the fuck out and of here. And was he connected with those people? You that, found... that was his parents, yeah. Oh, those were his parents. Yeah. Got it. Sorry, oh my I'm gosh. like all over the place. No, and then, you're fine. And then I got to, this is for anyone that's even at whatever age, there's a, 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 um, a website called workaway.org. Oh, where you can like do work exchanges. Work exchanges. Totally. Which is actually a really cool uh, option, especially again, for people who don't really have any ties. Yes. Super sick. And so me and him made an account and then we got a a job offer here in for Ilya bleep that so that our 100 fucking fans don't bang down oh, my door. Yes. So sorry. Alex. I'm sorry. It's hard being so famous. <laughs> I'm a three point star podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a little over 300 streams yes, <laughs> but just for future reference i get it um so in the town that i'm living in now mm-hmm. we got a job opportunity to work at a yoga retreat place um okay. doing maintenance on the house and building these cabins and digging up trails to these cabins and doing all this kind of stuff so i was like okay it would be a good like kind of starting have you point. visited here before you moved here we came to check out the place. Okay. But we didn't move. We didn't like see the whole place. We were just like, yeah, that sounds sick. It's like one street. Sounds sick, yeah. Did you see the one street? No. Really? And we just went to the place and we we're like, oh, this is gorgeous. This and would be nice. And you didn't even look at like. Girl, I wing everything. I'm, it's Damn. not good. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's spontaneous. No, it's not bad, though. I love spontaneous. I actually think this is good for our listeners because yeah. you can do it both ways. And this is like this place, I feel like, is just your home. Yeah, you for sure. You just fell in love with it. And I felt like it, it like landed here and like had a great experience here so far. But um, yeah, and then I got to, we started working there like the first month we were here. I was like, look, homie. You can still live. We can live in here, but we can't live together. This can you work. please again bleep out my home? Oh, <laughs> for all of our stalkers. <laughs> again, we'll bleep that, Ilya. Thanks, but you, we can stay here, but we can't live in the same house anymore. Ooh, I, love we're not, that. I was like, we're not. This is not a romance. I ate a little bit of psychedelic mushrooms, and then sorry, mom, and then realized that it was like, oh shit, this is why this is not. Working. Did you have like an ego death? Not an ego death. It, it was just like many. I was just like, oh, this is not working because this is not 
ever going to work. Got it. I love those revelations. It was so clear, it was like a breakup. It was a clear breakup. I was okay. like, we're not living together. This is not a romantic relationship. I thought this you were saying was. like you just couldn't live together anymore, which isn't always the beginning of the end if you're in a committed relationship. But yeah. for you, it was it was. Yeah, I was like, this is the, done. It was over. This was never so he supposed left, to happen. I'm guessing. Well, he for yeah. Well, first he was going to stay here. <clears throat> he did. He designed a tarot deck, so he was going to like do some readings here in town and okay. stay for a bit. And then it just didn't, he just like took off and left. And I think he's married now. Um, oh, well, good for him. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, I won't get, and then, then for I stayed here for a bit. For yeah. all of them. And then I stayed here, started work, working at a cafe and then met a ton of people through there. And just like, it ended up working really well for me. Thankfully. I love that. Yeah. And it's, I'm so, I met you. I met a I ton know. of people. That's yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I mean, I do think having a little bit of a plan to avoid you know, yes. some of the apartments that you ended up in, in Portland. And we don't need to go into like all of the stories, no. but he'd never had like a really like, I don't know. The first try maybe wasn't the best try. Hell no. Yeah. You know? And I always say like it, it's in like in a dangerous way, yeah, I not never, like a, this isn't my neighborhood, but like a, I'm unsafe. Yes. Here. But even if like, even if I had like a safe area to live in, I never until recently, I never created a home. Totally. Ever. And that sometimes takes a while. And I don't think that should prohibit someone from moving either. Yeah. If in your mind, you're like. You know, I don't know if I want to move to Boston, Yeah. but why not? Why not just try it? You never know until you try it if you're not totally tied to where you were before. And I think that's so wonderful about what you did. And then you stumbled in to this place that just fits you and that you feel like you align with in San Diego. So accessible to us for all of the like more city things that we need to do. Yeah, like, for sure. More metropolitan area is more money. very close to us. So yes. it's not like we're hours out in the middle of nowhere it feels like the middle of nowhere but we're pretty much down or up the hill yes. from everything we would need access which to. which is great yeah so it worked that's it why works. i moved here yeah. is because of that access mm. so i don't know for me i had an experience where when i was Young in college, I think my mom passing away at 18 for me really derailed everything. I have, I mean, course, yeah. just emotionally and then also, you know, financially, um, all of it. Like, I really was just in this position where I had had these ideas and dreams. You know, I wanted to be a lawyer at one point for a long time. Oh. So I wanted oh, to be a you wedding. You kill it being a lawyer, bitch. Come on. Uh, if I like school at all. So oh. I, uh, I wanted to be a wedding planner and then I switched to wanting to be a lawyer and then I ended up going into sales. And then finally, I mean, finally, I did it pretty young, but I found my way back to being a wedding planner. And I yeah. do think that was like my calling. Oh, for sure. I but love you it. would kill it being a lawyer. It would be fun. And I do feel like I need to get involved socially a little more. So I'm going to try to figure out like, how can I get into politics without being like a lawyer? Cause that's not what I want to do. President Chloe. Oh goodness. They can't really do anything. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to live in New York. Like that was a big thing. I visited one of my best friends. He still lives in New York. Um, when I was 20 and I just absolutely loved it, but I just was not in a place where I was willing to like fully commit myself to any big decisions. I was just floating around trying to make my mental health, um, Stable. float yeah. <laughs> literally. So mm. I did the college thing. I dropped out at the time where I was like, Whoa, 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 this is not what I want. And I dropped out of college. And for me, it was an amazing choice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even though I was a senior, some people would agree, not agree that that's an amazing choice, but fuck it worked out for me. <clears throat> and 
You know, I went back to the Seattle area. I got an apartment right away. I haven't lived at home since I was 17. Um, and, you know, I love it. Like, I love the energy of Seattle. And I really liked the people. I met Ben, my husband, really quickly after that. And I was shocked. And that's kind of, I think, what ended up keeping me in Washington for the next five years, mm. where at 22, I think I was 22 when I moved back to the Seattle area after college. And I just was uh, the second I met him and he said he was from San Diego. I was like, well, that's where I've wanted to live like my whole life. And I really liked him. I knew there was a future. I mean, when Ben and I met on Tinder, I was in San Francisco. I'm obsessed with, I love California. I've always wanted to be here. So I was with my best friend, Morgan, who lives in LA now. And I was like, I think he might be the one I'm talking on Tinder to this guy and we switched to phone numbers and I just like had this feeling we'd never met yet. And I was like, I just like, there's this energy. I just feel like this might be my person. And I was 22. Oh, you're good at that. Huh? Hadn't had a good relationship since I was like 17. I mean, it had been five years and I had only gone on one Tinder date before. So in the years I'd had Tinder, he was my second date mm. and he had to like beg me to meet him. He's like, I just moved to Seattle from San Diego. I just moved like four days ago. And he was, this is what got me you guys. Cause he had moved and it really impressed me. I was like, good for you. Like taking control of your story. But his story was via Tinder that he had lost his job. And when he went to call his girlfriend to tell her she broke up with him. Because of the job loss? Just in general. Like, just it was over. So on the oh. same day in San Diego as a 24-year-old recent grad, mm -hmm. he lost his job and his girlfriend mm -hmm. on the same day. And, like, four months later, he moved to Seattle. Whoa. I was compelled. He said, I'm living on a couch. I don't have my own place. You were like, great. I got something to work with here. Yes. I was like, <laughs> and I'm not even a fixer, but I was just, I was so amused that he told me this so candidly. And yeah. I was kind of bored. I was like. Okay. So he's like, but we have to meet. And so I brought all my roommates mm -hmm. and he brought all his roommates. Cause I wouldn't meet him one-on-one. -on -one, Cause the last time I did that, the guy was this weird, very vegan man. And, um, we went out and I just knew. So I was like, well, I'm not moving to San Diego now. I'm not moving to New York. Like I found someone that I'm invested in yeah. and I knew Aww. just in my heart. So I was like, fuck, well, I'm staying in Seattle. And so I gave him his time mm -hmm. and his space to explore Seattle and get what he needed. You know, we lived separately for a year and a half before we moved together. And then we picked different neighborhoods in Seattle. Um, we lived in Fremont, which is a really fun young area. And then we moved to West Seattle to an apartment, which is more of like an alternative area. And then we bought a house in West Seattle together. And then we got married and then we had a baby. So once we did that, though, I was like, I'm out. We've done it all. Like, we've done everything. Like, yeah. can we just please go to San Diego now? And so it took years of begging <laughs> to, like, get me back here. And I was like, we can go when I'm 30. And I moved the timeline three years. <laughs> Cause I just was like, I want to be you here. You trapped him with the baby and yes, now you get to, you I did. get to say it. I did what you, I had to do. You get the last say and where you go. You guys trap him with baby. <laughs> it works every time. Oh my God. But yeah, that's, I mean, I guess really long story. I had wanted to fucking move and then yeah, I yeah. met my husband and I was like, I have to wait him out. That's funny. Cause it's a two person relationship. Totally. You can't just like. Oh, you're going back to yeah. where all this pain was. It was like we had to get through it. Totally. I, I maybe my mom remembers this. I'm like just talking to my mom. That's my audience member right now. Oh, well, it probably is. <laughs> um, <laughs> she I talked to her when I was 18. I was like, I want to move to London. 
That was like that. I was like, that was my, I didn't even know anything about, same thing. Mm -hmm. I was just going to move without knowing anything. That was how it was about New York for me. And I didn't, it hasn't happened yet, but I would still, I have a plan. Oh, I have, have a plan. plan. I have a plan potentially moving to Brazil for like a couple of months That'd just to see what I'm doing. And Ooh, imagine the podcast. Yeah. Imagine the podcast Zoom and then have Brazil episode. I mean, I could You're come there. for like a month because yeah. my schedule is so flexible. That'd be so fun. Oh see? my God. <laughs> Ezra in Brazil. I know. Oh, that is so cute. I love it. Okay, so you wanted to go to London. London. It was I just mean, like a San random. Diego, London. London. Yeah. We have better weather. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I ended up li- living in Portland, anyways. Um, but yeah, actually, Portland like a, and London, weather-wise, it's probably similar. Probably Except similar. It snows a lot more in London. Yes. And it's like. Yeah. I actually haven't traveled internationally other than Mexico and Canada, but I'm going in August to France. I was supposed to go for my honeymoon two years ago, obviously with COVID. We yeah. didn't. So I'm traveling like internationally for the first time ever. Cool. This we should summer. That would be crazy. Maybe we could try a practice virtual episode. We should. Yeah. Or, We've already been talking about our schedule for the summer and yeah. it's either like get a cool guest, like another podcaster to come on. Um, or do like a virtual thing so we can finally get my friends on. (laughs) Or Yeah, all three would be dope. That would be awesome. Um, No, we're excited to travel this summer because we're going to have to get get jiggy with it, with technology. Yeah, it's going to be cool. But yeah, moving is so, I really do, for people that are young or that you know someone that's young that's considering it, in my case, kind of like you really can't plan for the best situation you gotta just wing it of course i had like three grand that i had with you know that, that i brought with me which is which not, is a, not lot, a lot of money though still yeah. not a lot of money but it was enough in portland at the time to hold me over ago, yeah. for sure yeah okay well we've obviously oh, yeah, like years, i know shit. it's not crazy we've driven home the point of like location Try to like look it up a little bit. It'll just be an easier fix for you. If you know you like yoga, live by a yoga studio. If you know you like the mountains, don't move to the city. So like do things that work for you. Look up the political climate. Look up all of the things that are going to affect your day-to-day, your social life. Economically, what is your job? If it's remote, do you make enough to live in a certain area? All of these factors matter. Weather matters. Weather is the biggest reason I'm here. Same. 100% I move for weather. And I, you know, even starting a business, this is a part I didn't talk about. And after I do, I want to move into relationships. Like how have we navigated that? And do you have any tips? Because it's yeah. weird moving away from everything you know. Hell yeah. But Amy and I started our business. So we had to get creative even on how to function from two locations. And I initially proposed the idea of moving to San Diego two years ago to my business partner. We had barely started our company. And so we have been building and communicating honestly about me wanting out. I didn't want to stay in Seattle, but I loved our business and I love our business. And now we have figured it out and we have, it is amazing, but it took, it took time and communication, but it's not impossible. I mean, I had a baby when I moved. I had to sell a house. We had to live with our in-laws. We had to buy a new house. I had a business that I was, I'm trying to expand to San Diego and get clients here while still running the business that's in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is not impossible is all I'm saying. Cause I definitely did not move young and free and no attachments. I had every fucking attachment yes. and I just had to commit to it and know it was going to be a little bit of a struggle 
but we we're going to get here. Yes, for so, sure. Committing, I think, is the main thing. Committing and just try to make it as easy on yourself as you can. Yeah. Try to make a few key decisions that are hard no's and hard yeses. Totally. I think it will just help get you out. And then once you're comfortable with the idea of moving, if that wasn't the right spot for you, move somewhere else. But the first time... It's got to be the hardest. For sure. Taking that leap is best. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's huge. Okay. So how have your relationship shifted? Because you also moved from Portland to here. So maybe let's talk about that. Yeah. uh, Friendships, everything. How do you, do you communicate with them? How'd you make new friends? I moved from Boston. I had a pretty tight group of friends and it unfortunately just dwindled. Well, Um, it was high school. That's why I was more curious about Portland. It was after... High school, I I graduated when I was like at the end of seventeen, okay. and then um, like from seventeen to nineteen, two years at the time was a lot to like, and I had a tight group of friends. We'd That's always, true. But it was okay, but it was party based. Same oh. thing, like no identity, <laughs> yeah. no prospects for the future, no nothing. They were just Be social nothing. friends, and it, but they were good friends that I would hang out with frequently. But I didn't have again a sense of identity and i hadn't come out yet there was so many like in weirdly enough like not coming out i never thought about the future ever planned for the future i hear that all the time i never because i was like i don't know what's gonna happen man i cannot i don't know if i'm gonna marry i don't think i can marry a woman but i could not marry a man i hear so so many times before people like come out of the closet whatever it is like whether it's gay or uh, like being trans, they just there's literally no future until they do what do they need it. to do. Yes. Oh my god. So I was just like, I don't know what I'm. So I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm just gonna live my life day by day and then just work on that. Totally. And, um, so um, what a weird. I've never. I've always lived with an idea. Yeah. An idea of what I wanted for it's myself. Crazy. It's it changed. You. Yeah. But I did. I had a future. I was like, this is what I want, and this is what I want to work to. No matter how I get there, and. It's just fucking sucks that yeah. there are a lot of people who go through the, their adolescence without that inspiration and motivation. Yeah, and, well, th- and thankfully, it worked out. You know what I mean? Of like, course I was, uh, it did. Yeah, Thank but. God. But <laughs> you also had people who, when you were ready, supported you. Totally. And, yeah. So, so then I moved, and I just started f- with a new kind of idea of what I wanted for myself. I was like, okay, I just... I'm going to lay, I'm going to make it out alive regardless. So whatever I need to do. So I just started pretty much following my curiosity. I was really into, um, and I still am regenerative agriculture. Mm-hmm. So, um, urban like, uh, farms and large scale regenerative agriculture farms and food forestry, which is like creating a man, like a edible forest for humans, mm-hmm. which is all great. So and you met friends through that in Portland. Yes. So that's where you need to like find your identity. Yes. So I just kept following my oh, curiosity. Going to yes, events. go do hobbies that you yes. like. That's like I feel like the biggest tip of moving. Like again, I said yoga. If you like yoga, go join a yoga studio. If you like yes. books, go like join a book club. Like you totally. do these things because you're not gonna be able to move successfully unless you follow your interests. Yes, follow your interests and then yeah, and um have a solid work ethic for sure because you can create a lot of great relationships being a good even a bad worker like i was a bad worker for the beginning stages but <laughs> same char- i was the worst my charisma like the way i come off 
it got me through a lot of shitty same shitty work i would like call out of every other shift because i was like not feeling well and the reason i was always sick was because i was drinking every day like totally i was the worst and you i'm come a into totally work, different like, person if like, i came oh, if i came to work they were like oh and then i do think it got to the point where they were kind of over it yes but i was in college like, yeah whatever. i just i never skipped work a lot but i was just like really dumb like i would just not do stuff very well and like it wasn't very consistent and like still maybe i am at least that you way. showed up yeah at least at least you fucking showed up man <laughs> and, i have no excuse and i, was, I would just come oh, in and be like worst. hey y'all and i would like make up dances at work and people just like that about me so have something that you can uh, work is really good to maintain start relationships and maintain yeah, relationship connections through, that is why i got a job in this town that i moved to i called the owner of the coffee shop uh a month before i even moved here and sold myself. I called her from five hours away and said, hi, I'm putting in an offer on a house. I own a business. This is what I do. This is my first priority. And I, you know, don't have a ton of time, but what I do have are these days. And I was a barista for years. I would love to help you. I don't need to be trained mm -hmm. and I really like people. I'm amazing at customer service. So I can come in and just work for you without the training hassle. And she was like, okay, well, you know, it's like minimum wage. And I was like, well, yeah, I know. I'm not like, I think I make $60 a week, Alex. I know. From my coffee shop because I just don't work at all. But I did it to meet friends. That was something that I knew I had to push myself. I'm not going to go to a restaurant and sit at a bar and then like chat with people. But yeah. if I'm in a frontward facing job. So if you do have a job like I do, where maybe you're making enough money, mm -hmm. um, you can still get like a second job for a period of time. If you move somewhere new, if you used to be a bartender, try it for a couple days a week. That is how I met Alex. That's how oh, I met yeah. all my friends. Yep. I am not in it for the money. Clearly. I mean, $50 a week in San Diego just doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. It's, yeah. Maybe that does in other places, but I purely, I really did plan this trip, yeah. Alex. I feel like, or my move, I yeah. really had it. Like, what do I need to do to make sure I'm happy? Because I'm leaving my dad, my best friends. Amy. Yeah, oh my God. I mean, crazy. I had nothing to lose. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I love it though. But I think that's amazing. And it shows people who are, you know, either on one side or the other, like being married with a baby in a business in a town or a city is something you would think you would not move away move, from. Yeah. And for you, people might be like, oh, it was just like an impulse decision. Like he'll be back. And for both of us, a lot of people did think did that. Did they? Yeah. yeah. See, no one questioned me. That was the one nice thing is I had a lot of like respect garnered. They were like, oh, this must be calculated. Yes. And so she'll be successful. And we're also happy. We had a giant going away party and like all of the things you do when you're an adult moving. Um, and then you, people questioned it, but you know yeah. what? Also at 19, you don't give a fuck. Yeah. So that oh. helps. That helps. The mentality helps. I was like, and they could be right. Maybe okay. it won't. Friendships yeah. though. You're avoiding yeah. my. Oh, I will just make friends with. Um, well, how have you kept them since moving to San Diego? Though? That's what I want to talk kept about. Those friends. Yeah. Like for people who are worried about like, some people move and they kind of want to start a new friend group, I guess, yeah. and new relationships and maybe not engage with the old ones. And some people like me want that, but they also want to very badly keep those friends. Where totally. were you at? I guess I should ask that first. Um, I, I guess it's hard for me to maintain relationships from a distance. Okay. With my family, it's already hard enough. And ben struggles with that. Yes. He has a really hard time, like, just picking up the phone. Yes. I, I have not. a few... <laughs> close inner circle friends that I talk about everything with um, a couple of cousins, three cousins mm -hmm. and um, like a 
like a friend that like even if we don't talk for like six months we start talking we're like it's just like the same thing as yeah. we were when we were in seventh grade so those Are friends those i boston keep close or portland? Yeah, boston so do you have any friends from portland from portland or that was I that can't... more just like a growing it was, period I of your was life a, i think it was a growing period i still talk to some of them but and more i've been to retreats or? i've been to retreats at um places that i've made connections with there but um it was, and it wasn't acquaintances. It just was like, I just don't, it's just a different, it was Is a different time in my life. Is it more an acquaintance now though? Yeah. And it's okay. like, it was, it was more like a time in my life that I was growing. And then like now, and it was like a, it was, some of it was a spiritual community. Sure. Some of it was, um, yeah i guess i don't but you were okay with that when you moved here you kind of had the feeling that you were gonna let some of that fade away yes it wasn't like i like there was a falling out or anything i'm just like oh i was done i was done here and then um yeah my purpose and now i'm I'm moving on again opposite for me yeah which is is good because you can move i think and i think the reason you moved in the first place was to like find yourself and it wasn't like anything was necessarily bad at home you weren't running away from like a one bad thing you wouldn't address yes but yeah, yeah. you did need to find yourself and there were a lot of little things you needed to address so totally when i moved again just recently and as a 27 year old so seven years older or eight years older than when you moved mm-hmm. i love my friends you know there are friends that some have already moved away some are in boston chicago had moved to la or san diego or whatever the case may be and so i'd had some practice in keeping those relationships Mm so my oldest friend for 21 years she's in chicago and she's a chef and she's gonna then go to thailand and then europe like i'm not gonna see her often yeah um but she is my oldest friend and we pick up the phone every like few months we also exchange texts she works. She's a chef. I'm a wedding planner. We can't text. We don't have the same schedule. Totally. Um, but my advice there is pick up the phone when you can. It The longer it goes, the harder it is. So try to have somewhat of a schedule. But I'd had that practice. So when I left Seattle, I mean, I'm trying to think and I feel bad if I'm forgetting anyone. But I like have two best friends, like really close friends. Inner circle. In Seattle. Inner circle. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like my inner circle has obviously tightened a lot as I get older and, you know, as life goes on. But Amy, my business partner is like my best friend in the world because we're life partners. You know, we've committed to this lifelong company. Um, and then my best friend, Jillian, who's a adult friend that I made in adulthood, but with her also comes a lot of other friends like through her and other close friends. There's, I have a lot of like close friends in Seattle that I would see socially and get together with. And that would come to all my events and, you know, do that with, and I really needed to make sure that Amy and Jillian, like those relationships were nurtured. And then I have my other, I'm like name dropping all my friends, but this is, I mean, some of them I've been friends 21 years, 15 years, 10 years. So Hannah, Zaley, Lauren, and Morgan are my other friends. And luckily I have two of them here, but that's like seven people that I need to nurture relationships with all across the fucking country. Totally. And so I guess if you have, you know, I started out with all those friends, like we had friend groups that we would go to the same restaurants. We would go out to happy hour. We would have Halloween parties and be together. And that starts to fade as you get older. Anyway, if you haven't been the first to move, if you're younger listening to this, your friends are going to start moving. So why not you? And I think that's why I left before even a couple of my other close friends, they still haven't left, but I know they want to, We've all gone. What's holding you back? But you can be the first. Like, yes. don't wait because eventually 
your friends are going to be all over the country. People are going to get married. People might start families. They're going to have different jobs. So just, we have phones, we yeah. have FaceTime, we can text. It, t- it takes work for sure. It takes sure. work. It's, I'm not saying it's easy, yeah. but you're not going to lose your friends. And then you're opening your world up to a new social group of friends. Now totally. in San Diego, I get to like my hairdresser and I, my stylist, we like clicked immediately. We've been hanging out. She's so cool. I would never, you know, you just think about all the people in your life that you don't know yet that you're going to love so much. And that's what it keeps me going. I'm like, there's totally. so many people who are going to love me in my life that I've never even met yet. I met you, Alex. Like it has been so, um, transformative really. Totally. And now I get all these new like social friends that maybe someday turn into my best friends. I'm I need to be a little more selective with that. I think in the past I've rushed into friendships that have mm-hmm. collapsed. Um, I try not to ask questions and just accept like and love people for what they are and maybe not confront them for things. And yes, yes, yes. So yes. I'm learning. Yeah, totally. I have again, same thing. Like, well, I just have the core inner circle people that I keep in my life that I'm like, if there's like, I, it's, and maybe it's a little bit based off of trust issues that I have. Like I just can't let people totally in as I'm getting older. I'm definitely doing that, but like talking about things, letting people like, in or being yeah. even more guarded. What are you saying? I'm saying letting people in was very hard in the past. Nice. And now I'm definitely opening up. Like it's hard. That's like, wonderful. Yes. Like me and you, our friendship, I would never let someone in like this so quickly and just like, you know, to let you like for you've called me out for a lot of things so far. And for, <laughs> for me so in the past, sorry. oh my God, not in a bad way at all, <laughs> not in a bad way, but being older and being able to take accountability and then, um, trusting that trusting your judgment, trusting someone else's judgment, not for the solid fact that that's the only truth that exists, but as you, as a person trusting that you have a judgment that you come to that all stuff was very hard for me in the mm-hmm. past to even let someone come in that close. Just, I guess, Trust issues. It's hard to believe that someone is saying things to you with your best interest or with like love in their heart. You're like, where I do have friends. I've recently kind of had to fade away from a friendship that felt really negative a lot. And like, I was being questioned a lot and I had jumped into that friendship. and was like, they're one of my best friends like so quickly. And that's kind of the last time I've done that. And I just, I'm, I feel like I'm the opposite of you. I'm setting boundaries as I get older yeah. and having to not be like their intentions are perfect and pure and they love me for who I am and they don't want anything from me. Cause that's what I used to think. I so desperately like wanted to be liked. Yeah. So I'm not, I have no problem letting people in. What I have a problem with is filtering. Uh, so I think we're working on different things. And totally. When I confront you, I think part of it is like, is this worth jumping into a friendship that will ultimately, like, I know based on me and Amy, we will become best friends. We'll become family over time because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. together so often. But I think I still even have my guard up in terms of, you know, just relationships that I've jumped into in the past Yeah, that I've been like, I read this wrong. So every time I say something to you that bothers me and you respond positively, um, or even with resistance, but listen to me at least, yeah. I'm like, okay, this is good. I can confront him. Cause there are friends in the past. I like would never confront. And then they blow up cause I was too afraid. Yes, so totally. I'm like learning the opposite of what you're doing. And this move gave me the opportunity to explore a new side of me. Uh, yes, totally. Same, same. And then like with, yeah. So being here and the second move, the yeah, second move, three places, but second move. Portland to San Diego. In Portland to San Diego. I really did learn because there I was like, I kind of felt like 
nothing was permanent. And I just never like stuck to like, I never took any of the relationship business relationships or anything seriously. Even when I stopped my cleaning business, I kind of gave my clients to someone and we just moved on and never like sent a thank you text to any of my clients. It was not, but here I really am realizing the importance of community of even not keeping inner circle people, but also the people are outside of the inner circle, how important it is to, how like awesome nourish those relationships. Yes. I've always been good at the larger circle. Yes. Maybe I've even been better at that. Yeah. For I me, inner circle, I can like, I can call, I can think of one person off the top of my head, just be like, yo bitch, I'm not having a good fucking day. And mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, whatever. She'll just like unconditionality is yeah. yes. Well, also it's, you have to be a little more selfless when you're feeding those larger relationships. Sometimes you have yes. to do things that don't benefit you, but in your closest relationships, like you get that comfort of just like, I can just spew to you and know that you're there and vice versa. But it's, you know, obviously we do things for our friends. I think I'm a good friend to my close friends, but it is kind of a selfish, easy relationship sometimes where I know I can just like get, say something to them and get back what I need. But with people outside of my circle, just to just to be kind to my community, I'm not necessarily getting anything back. And so I am an altruistic person. So like in the sense, I want my community to be better. So I'll be kind to individuals, Yes, but you don't get anything back from that sometimes. Yes, for sure. Hard. If anything, a lot, sometimes people just will just take, but you still want to be like an active member and like show other people. And that just comes with the territory. It does. So it is hard. Yeah. And it's, very selfless sometimes to be a good friend to those like fringe friends yes, and community circles. Totally. That's I'm really working on that now is like, what are you doing? I mean, like having moved here, you made friends through work mm-hmm. and how else? Um, through work. And then just, um, giving value like with social media stuff Mm -hmm. I with um the videos and stuff I did in the past with the podcasting I interviewed mostly people here in town and I I shared it brilliant and then shared it on the Facebook group and people really liked that they were like you're just interviewing the people here in town and it was on video so it's a lot more personal Mm -hmm. and we like dived dove a bit into their lives and then not only are you giving the person that you're interviewing value, but you're giving the people in the community value Mm -hmm. and they, they just end up trusting you that way. And then at the, the, so still, I guess technically work, but um, yeah. And then just um, getting involved in some local stuff and people respond when you show interest in them though. So I think that's another like good tidbit to take out of this, wherever you go. And if you do move and take the leap, like, Show interest in the community. How can you help them volunteer, get a job in a local place, like offer to help, you know, just like really put yourself out there. You don't need to be super extroverted to do that either. Um, Introverts are just as powerful and like make just as meaningful of impacts in communities. So you don't need to be like, I'm not as extroverted as Alex and I'm pretty extroverted. I don't think so. Oh, I would think you're, uh, your voice carries though. When you're like, hi, I'm Chloe. I can hear it from... I, I, was, I feel like yeah. when I turn on that voice, it's more in a professional sense, though. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? I, I think yeah. my own person, if I'm not, like, if, if I don't think anyone knows who I am, I'll go pretty unnoticed. Oh, okay, Like, I stay okay. pretty quiet. That's why I got the job, because I knew I wasn't going to, like, walk up to someone in town and just, like, introduce myself. Okay. I needed a place of comfort to start with. Got it. I'm not extroverted enough to introduce myself at a cafe and make friends with people. I had to work there. I had to be accepted in and know that I had my own little community, and then I could go from there. Got it. But I wasn't it. walking yeah, yeah, yeah. into the library like, who are the other moms? Oh yeah. Good point. You know what I mean? So I think like I set myself up for success 
in having a little place that I could call my own as soon as I arrived. Yes. I love that. Whereas I think you can just like meet people. Kind of just, I think I people are just drawn to you. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And sometimes that's not amazing, but it could be a little annoying, a little bit annoying where I'm like, I'm, I just, I don't have the spoons for it all the time though. Most of the time for work, I am realizing about myself is that I thrive with people. I'm an extrovert. I yes. fill my cup spending time with people. Yes. I do like alone time like that. Of course, I think everyone enjoys yes. it, but I like, I don't need much. Like I get pumped doing this. Like the Same. day before I'm like, yes, I'm this fills charged. my cup. I yes. feel charged after, after I leave from this, like I'm going to go work and then I'm going to go to happy hour and I'm going to feel so good. And then like, that is how I'm prepping for tomorrow. Cause I have to be on the computer all day alone yes. and I will spend that talking to Amy as I do stuff like on the phone. Yeah, I'm yeah. an extrovert, yes. but I don't, I guess, what is it? So I guess I am as extroverted as you are personality wise. I don't know if I'm as outgoing. Hmm. Maybe that's it. Or maybe not as like, well, kind. I've seen you like in line. What's the word? I've seen you in line and you're like, hi, yeah, I'm Chloe. I'm from Seattle. I'm a wedding planner. Like you do do but that. But I think that's because I, it's like maybe a professional front. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I would just be like, I'm Chloe. I'm a mom. Oh yeah. Maybe you know the mom. I mean? Yeah. 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 Maybe I the add mom like the thing. professional twist. Yes. So I just, yeah. So I think for me, I've set myself up for comfort in my location okay, yeah, to I know meet what you new mean. friends. And then also I went and got my hair done. Now, obviously if you don't click with somebody, you don't click. This doesn't just happen every time. I'm not saying like, go see a new stylist. You're going to be best friends, but you never know. So I went and I like went through a friend of, so my husband like worked with this girl who lives in San Diego. So I messaged her and then I said, do you have any hairstylists that you recommend? And she was like, yes, I think you would like this person. So I asked for a personal referral oh. based on like me and everything. And she and I just like hit it off. We were texting yesterday. I love her. And she told her like boyfriend too. She was like, I just like became friends with a client. It never happens. Like, yeah. it's not like this is normal, but if you put yourself out there, it will be. And then my husband has friends who live here. And like, they have significant others that I've just happened to click with. And so take advantage of network, join Facebook groups in the area, go community. out and meet people because you will be depressed if you do not. Yes. You have to make friends. And you have something to offer. Like in, make sure you're bringing something to offer. You're not just trying to take from the community. Even if it's literally like if you have, which is impossible, but if you have no skills, if you can just right. help someone move something. boxes mm -hmm. you have a physical body like i'll join the school board or i'll do this thing just do something but also like when you go and get your hair done or your nails done talk to the tech see if yes. they have friends that you might like make connections through random ways even yeah. i made friends with a girl who's a server at a restaurant in san diego and now we talk on instagram and she's so cute yes we just like chatted a little too long and i asked for her number this was in january before i even moved here actually it was yes. december i hadn't closed down my house and i was like i'm moving here like can, do you like want to exchange numbers? And I was like, I need friends. So I guess I've been very vulnerable. Yes. So I've actually told people like, I want friends. I need oh. friends. And they've responded well to that. I haven't you come in You said that here. to me when you started. Did I? Yeah, when you Yay. started, you're like, I need friends. Like, yes. I want friends. I, I have to put it out there because if I don't say it and just get the awkward vulnerability away, then people never know your intentions. Again, with direct yes. communication, yes. I want friends. People, I don't want to just be at home with my baby and my husband. Yes. I, I love them and I want to bring you into my family, but I also need my identity and I'm really lonely. Yes. And so I was lonely for like two days. Yeah. 
And then and I made the friends. <laughs> easy. Yeah, because I asked, though. I know it's not that easy for everyone, but everyone can be vulnerable. If yes. I can be vulnerable, then an introvert who is genuinely always vulnerable, just speak it out loud one yes. time and people will take you under their wing. Yes. And intro- extroverts love introverts because I do. My I husband's get an introvert. To talk. And talk. you don't have to. For six years, for, I've just been talking to Ben. Oh, my God. I love and hanging out with Ilya. I'm like <gasps> Our in the car. Like, so introverted. He's yes. so introverted. And sometimes I'm just like, and he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he does not mind. So, but if you're the introverted person, make friends with an extrovert. And then in this situation, we're both can, extroverts. Yeah, you can both. find both. But like, just be vulnerable. Do some research. Find what your skills Call are. Call your friends back home. Don't yes. just like forget. Don't get overwhelmed to text because people get sad when they don't hear from you. And my friends have given me so much grace of like being busy and moving. But also, I am very busy yeah. with the move and the business and whatnot. But I have had to be like, okay, well, hold on. I'm, I could take time. Yeah. And so I have to remind myself like, yes, I am busy. But nurturing those friendships back home right now is very necessary because I have this grace period, but soon it'll be six months and I haven't talked to these people. So that's not okay. So I gave myself like two months where I barely spoke to any of my best friends because I was so just overwhelmed. And now like we have trips planned, like Jillian is coming to see me next month and it's good. We've got things. Amy and I have a trip to next month. It's good. You know what I mean? So yeah. So don't, don't not pick up the phone. Totally. So maintain old relationships, start new relationships by building community, volunteering, do research on where you're living and make sure make you sure. want to live there. Yeah. Make sure you even want to live there. Even if it's just climate wise. Yeah. Go, go visit. visit, check it out. Um, don't be scared. Just take the leap. It'll all, you know, sign a one year lease, sign a one. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. a six month lease. So this it, does it, not have to be a commitment forever. You can leave your stuff in a storage back home if you don't want to get rid of it or move it. Totally. Like, you can make non-committal moves that can turn into a committed move. It, get ready for some maybe weird roommate situations. That could be a whole episode. For fucking sure. That could be a whole episode. I know we kind of touched on it with our bad roommate listener it, segment, but you threatened to burn the house down. Oh my gosh. I was <laughs> different person okay i have one more question for you oh okay because i don't really have a lot of advice on this yeah dating in a new area mm-hmm. do you have any tips dating apps is it's hit or miss for dating apps but um uh, it's if you can if hmm dating apps maybe you know if you're into that kind of thing and um yeah like a community for for example like a gay person most of the world is not gay so you need to and I never, ever um, cross the line with so like a guy that's straight. It'll never go. Even like mentally, I can't even find them attractive if I, if I know they're straight, which is weird. But I don't find people attractive either that I know there's like no chance in hell yeah. I'd be their type. I like was always really good about shutting that off as well. Yes. So like... Um, so in my situation, kind of, you, uh, I don't you know. like unrequited love. Like yes. that is not romantic to me. That's really pathetic. It's and not very... like you're a bad person, but it's pathetic to be in love with someone who will never, never love you. It's ever. like, it's not bad, pathetic. It's like sad, pathetic. Yeah. You know? So I just don't even cross that line. So I always made sure dating apps or um, like there was a spiritual gay man's group that I went to and just stuff like that where I would, um, yeah, I would do that. And Do people um, try to set you up? Because I feel like since people only ever have, like, two gay friends, they're like, 
you should get married? Mm, no, I was always pretty serially monogamous okay. through dating apps. So okay. I just like would date someone, and then when I was done, like not shortly after, like a couple of months, date so someone you'd, like, else. Date or, someone, feel a vibe. Yeah. Date them for a while move on to the next yeah one year not six a lot months. of like going out on dates yeah well sometimes in the beginning definitely but then once i dated someone for like three years then i broke up and then started dating someone else and people don't, don't really try to set you up often no i feel I like people would uh, yeah maybe they just don't have gay friends here where we live because i feel like anyone would like try for sure sh- like maybe, i think yeah. they would want you to like have met your partner through them for sure yeah but that's There's never not happened a yet. lot of options here, though. I'm yeah. not gonna. A lot of people have said stuff like, "Oh, you should date blah 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 because they're blah blah blah." I'm like, "Oh, cool." I mean, okay, but no, like, serious. Like, I want you to meet this person. Nope, never. I always had wanted that to be the way I met someone was like through a personal referral. Same thing, like when but I find, Tinder. I met on Tinder <laughs> six years ago. So trashy. That not was trashy. it. Yes, it is. Now it is. Back then, it was kind of the only option. Mm. But there are better options these days. I would say from what I'm like watching my girlfriends go through, because meeting your husband at 22 is like child bride status. Like it's weird. You know, like I didn't go through the dating really at all. I've never like had an opportunity to like go on a bunch of dates with a bunch of different guys and like get to experience, you know, city life through the eyes of, you know, different people. I love that. I think it sounds so fun. And so I love my friends who do meet people. It's a lot of online dating. Sometimes like at the park, I mean, you know, meeting in real life does happen sometimes, but go, Yeah. like go be safe, you know, drive your own car or meet in an Uber, meet in a public space. Don't let them pick you up all the normal shit, but Go, yeah. go out with as many people as you can. You're dating. Yeah. Like this, it's the same way. And you can meet someone who then you make girlfriends through. Like I have a friend who moved and she, uh, went on a couple dates with this guy and it didn't work out, but she met like his best girlfriends through it. And now they're just like all friends Hell and yeah. it's so fun. So there's, it's, you can meet girls through guys. And I love that too. So if you, oh. it's good to date, it's good to like, if you want to be in a relationship, sure. Like you're going to have to get out there and try to do it. You can't just sit at home. Mm-mm. Hope Prince Charming knocks on your door, Mm-mm. but you could also, there's a lot of benefits. You could find a good friendship. You could find a business partner. You can find friends through friends. I mean, just, just get out there. I know it's awkward and weird, but it's way better than just like being totally isolated. Totally. That's and that's going to ruin the move and reoccurring Instagram followers. Like my, what do you mean? Like I look through my stories and I've like people that the guys that I've talked to on dating apps still till today will, I'll look at my stories and like, they're frequently looking at my stories. That's so funny. Every day or liking my stuff. I feel like, like frequently exes or like X things, whatever. Or sometimes we didn't even meet. We but just like, like, they're just yeah. interested in what you're up to. Yeah, I okay. know they always like come back around or like stay and, watching. They're lurking. And never talk to you. Too, yeah. Oh yeah. A couple of, mm, I would love to do ex- an episode on like exes coming back and just like, how to deal with that. I've I think never it's really that. funny. I Once only I got him back together this. with Ben. Oh yeah. That's good. Right. But for me, it worked. Once but it ended, I've seen people like, they're like, Oh, like we broke up and he started dating someone else. So then I took him back and then we just like, and we've oh, broken up and no, come back together so many times. I more mean like them trying to slither back and like how you deal with it. Cause I'm like uh. you, I'm not, no. Once it's done, you're I don't like, want to hear bitch. about it. Yeah. I don't want to hear from you. It's <laughs> over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like, We've given some sound yeah. advice and we're both really happy. Like uh, this yes. was, I, yeah, I miss my dad. I miss my friends. I wish, but I don't miss 
Seattle. And I wish they were here with me, but I'm not leaving. And the beautiful thing about technology is like one of my, my cousin Gracie and um, two cousins, Simone and um, Ilana, we are in constant contact. Like yeah. Gracie, yesterday I was celebrating my fr- um, my friend's birthday and she just FaceTimed me and I was like, hey girl, blah, blah. And afterwards I was like, shit, that was like, I could just pick up the phone. She's, it's midnight for her, but we just like talked and it's amazing. So like technology really will help connect people. people are gonna move. Yes. And I don't know, so we're move. obviously talking as two people who came from city environments. Mm-hmm. So small towns, I'm sure this is different. We're probably not like the best people to look at. Yeah. If you're looking for advice on like leaving a really small town. Yeah. Um, I just, I know that the obstacle financially, like you have to find a job that will allow you to move. Cause a lot of opportunities in smaller towns don't make enough money to just like pick up and go in a very secure way. But I do think and I know this is such a stupid phrase, but in terms of moving and getting out of your hometown, if there's a will, there's a way. Hell I yeah. really do believe that. I believe you can get a job that would allow you to at least move to maybe not like LA. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't afford LA, but I bet you could afford like, I don't know, Charleston. Like you could go some to a different smaller state mm-hmm. with a larger city and like work your way up, but you can get out. If your end goal is New York, so is mine. I like would love to move to New York in my fifties. I'll still be totally. hot. But yeah. I'll have more money. I can't do what I can't have the life I want, but I am moving and going other places to totally. work towards some of these end goals. And there's places that are like kind of undiscovered, really awesome little spots. I was going to say, we live in a small town. It's small not just town. wanting to move to the city, but if you're from a small town, that's probably what you're looking for yes. is a larger place. You don't have to go to LA or New York and you can make it work. There's couchsurfing.com. There's work away, work away. You can literally work at a hotel in Tokyo and they'll give you a li- a place to live for you to work at the hotel because you speak English for tourist stuff. Like, is that you can interesting? Li- I wish we had any like experience on the international moving. I know that would be cool too. Cool. Sometimes work away. To talk to someone gov. who's done that. Oh, good. Okay. Workaway.gov. It's a $50 for an account. It's an initial investment, but you people will message you with job opportunities. You can see people's reviews on the places mm-hmm. that they've stayed at. And it's so a you can great, stay in like um, hostels too. Hostels. And then for people who maybe do have more money and it's really just a mental block, like let's say you have a great job and it's remote and you are just like, oh, I just don't want to move because I don't know. I just, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Leave. Then oh. leave, but go get an Airbnb. Like stay in a cool place, stay in an Airbnb in the neighborhood you want to live in. I think that's what Hannah did. Like she had enough money where she could take like a few day trip and like stay and then was able to sign a lease when she was there. Um, A lot of places are requiring you visit in person to sign leases, especially in bigger cities. Um, So if you're financially able and you're ready to just like get an apartment, go to a hotel, go to an Airbnb, take a trip. I cannot recommend that enough. I mean, we lived it with our in-laws. Yeah. Five hours away and drove here to look at houses and the house I ended up buying, same trip, second house. I was over it. I was like, I'm, we're going to put an offer in on this house (laughs) and we got it. We're like so lucky because I know buying a house is, I love my house. It it needs so much work. I know. You know what? Actually, if any handymen are listening, I will give you my address. You come over anytime. I have a staircase that needs to be built. Oh. oh my God, we have so much stuff. Oh, But yeah, I get that it's frustrating and it can take a while to do it. But I say, if you're on the fence, that we means you want to go. We believe in you. If you're happy at your where you are and you love it, 
whatever, not the episode for you, but if you're on the fence, uh, Go. It means you want to. Yeah, message us for advice on Instagram if you want. Please. Yes, we are. Uh, I would love to do advice emails. So if you have Ooh. like a dear Chloe or dear Alex, like this is my situation. What would you do? I think that would be a really fun listener segment. Hell yeah. And you can make it funny. You can make it serious. We will be thoughtful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will always be really thoughtful because I have friends who ask advice and I like will genuinely sit there and contemplate like the five directions they could go. Yes. I'm not just like, Oh my God, break up with him. It's like, Hmm, where do we go from here? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause there is more to it, but yeah, we don't really have a listener segment today. This was okay. a hard week. The, yeah. And we're a little, you know, we're just, uh, it was definitely a hard week. It was a hard it was week. Traumatic. We wanted to have more of a conversational episode anyway. Yes. We're like in the Which first 10 episodes and <laughs> just trying to like try out different things. And episode this was, eight. Is that what this is? Episode it's freaking eight. First, Come like, on, girl. Foot this high is what five. what we would do. Episode high five. <laughs> we'll see what's next. Yes. I think um, we are going to try to get some guests starting and maybe we'll put some polls on like how many how many every other episodes would you like now that people have heard a little more of us I think we're going to start asking for actual feedback like mm -hmm. what kind of content what kind of style do you guys like we want to make this something that builds a community I know we yes. joke about our 101 101 followers I looked 101 followers on Instagram oh Famous. Famous. But we do want to have like a community. We sit here every yeah. week and chat. This is what we're doing. And we want to make it something fun for you guys and, and valuable. Yes. And it is really fun for us, but we just it's want to really engage with you It's really fun for us, but yeah. we want to make sure it's fun for you guys too. Yeah, so we just want to engage with you We'll more. do some polls soon. Yes. And some questions and brutal honesty is appreciated. We'll get back to our listener segments next week. Okay. Um, but we appreciate it and... We think you should move. Yes, move. If you want to move. If you want to move, that means you should do it. Just fucking move, bitch. Leave. <laughs> Leave everything behind. Never look back. Hell yeah. That's what I did. Well, I did look back, but anyways. You'll look back someday. I think even for the people who never want to look back, there's some situations where they shouldn't, where yes. they really do live in that Drug. abusive and toxic of a relationship. Or I was thinking even like drug, if they were addicted to drugs. Or yes, like, like you really do. But most people, if you're just stuck and stagnant, get the move, fuck out. you can always go home. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You better listen, We bitch. love you. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Wait, 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 before you go anywhere. I forgot my biggest piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Hire movers. <laughs> this shit fucking sucks, you guys. I have said every move of every apartment, every long distance, state, country, whatever move, I'm going to hire movers. I've never hired movers because they're expensive, and then I regret not hiring movers. I would so much rather have $2,000 less than I have now and not have done the bullshit I did. My stuff is still in a pod. It costs fucking $300 a month. It's going to cost $4,000 to move over, and when it gets here, I'm going to have to unpack. Stupidest shit I've ever done, hire movers. We love you. Mwah. Bye. Follow us on YouTube at Too Long Didn't Listen. Follow us on Instagram at Too Long Didn't Listen Pod. And follow us on TikTok at Too Long Didn't Listen Pod. Please make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this podcast. Thank you to our producer, Ilya. Thank you for our artwork, Morgan. And thank you for the music, Kai Music. You better listen, bitch.